couple days ago, my sink got really clogged, and uh, Jen was coming home late from work, so I didn't have a. Ch- I'm like, I don't want to run out to get stuff. Like, hey, can you pick up Drano on the way home? And while I'm texting her this, I'm also like on my phone looking up websites to see, like, hey, uh, what are some like home remedies to clogged sinks? And a bunch of these sites are fucking useless. And I find one that's got some really like good advice. Like, oh, here's some methods. Here's some other stuff. They're all and like. Like, wow, these all seem totally viable. So before I even put chemicals down the drain, I managed to get this thing unclogged with a combination of um, baking soda, a coat hanger, and vinegar. You made a volcano out of your drain? No, what you do is you pack the... you Basically, you pack the vinegar or the baking soda down as far as you can with the coat hanger, and then the vinegar, I guess, will sink through the water to get to it and it basically causes a small little explosion because it because it, it will wind up, yeah. yeah it causes like a push which can force the clog through which is neat but i'm like damn that works super well like it's like it's like cover the top of the pipe with your hand kind of thing if you can it's safe to do so and like there, you'll feel a thing and then it will drain then it will drain properly in theory and i'm like okay cool try that and lo and behold it works and i'm like damn that's like that's really ingenious. Who would have thought of that? So I'm, I'm poking around this website, and there's a bunch of, like, like here's how you deal with this. Like, oh, for vomit down a sink, here's how you do with this. If it's, like, bready vomit, this is what you do. And I'm like, man, this site is really obsessed with how to deal with vomit in a sink. <laughs> and then I start noticing some other stuff. And then I'm, I'm kind of looking at it, and I go, holy shit. This is the Anarchist Cookbooks, like, off-brand website? No, so yeah. much worse. This is a bulimia support group website. But no. it's not... No. But it's not a... It's not, it gets even worse. It's not a website for helping people recover from bulimia. It's a website for people supporting people to continue to be Cover bulimic. Oh, no. That's no good. Oh, no. Oh, it was like this is some dark net shit. Like this is this is bad. Like ooh, I'm on a watch list now or some shit. But I'm looking at them like, man, these fuckers know how to unclog a sink though. Oh, that's super sad because they have all this experience doing it. And trying to not be suspicious of yeah. honey. Why are you buying Drano? Yeah. I'm uh, totally not mixing it together with aluminum. I mean, what? Yeah. It was just this like horrible dark. Don't do that, by the way. Do or do not blend Drano and aluminum. <laughs> no. Does it off gas something toxic? It yeah. Off gas. Pure. No, pure hydrogen. That's not good. Oh. Yeah. Which, for those who don't know, go boom. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 68. As always, I'm Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, a.k.a. whatever nicknames exist for me out there currently. And I'm joined by Jeff, a.k.a. Inverter and Alex, a.k.a. Heinous Mave. Add more nicknames as you wish, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, uh, the Pale uh, Man from the East, I guess? There you go, the Pale Man from the East. Uh... The only Alex G in uh, SoCal ever. None else ex- None other Alex. exists. We killed them all. <laughs> as in the only Alex who's a gangster. As in the only Alex who's a G, right? Yes. Yes. 
Oh, no, he's Alex when he games. He's Alejandro in the streets. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Alex, Alex in the streets, Alejandro in the sheets. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yes, welcome to the official podcast of Something Wicked Studios. I don't think we've ever said that before on this podcast, but that's worth bringing up 68 episodes later, so why not? I think it's got mentioned offhandedly once or twice. Every once in a while it comes up, it's all, yeah. It's almost like an afterthought, like, you know, why why do we get together? Why do we do this? I, I can I can never put it together. This is true. Um, <laughs> it's a podcast about video games, allegedly, so... What? Yeah. Uh, that is falsehood. We are a food podcast with video game tendencies. <laughs> yes. Agreed? What? Now that we have stalled ourselves out and derailed thoroughly, yes. um, do you want to go first or should I? I've You've been going first a lot lately. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, go ahead. Alex? Sure. So this week was interesting for me, and I really didn't get to play many video games because I was all over the place doing every fucking thing. Um, so on Friday, I have a friend who actually taught English in Japan for two years uh, who came over, hung out, and helped me work on my Japanese. Um, turns out I need to learn how to spell, uh, yeah. even more so than usual and using someone else's language. So now I'm starting to actually, or I'm getting a lot better at hiragana finally. Um, nice. then after that, this weekend was an absolute roller coaster. So I wound up helping my brother and his now wife move into their new apartment. And, uh, that was like a long day of heat and everyone at each other's throats and fucking terrible and uh me and my brother had this moment of uh we were putting in an air conditioner Ooh. and this is a little my fault little his fault um but everyone was mad but i can laugh about it now can accept the parts of it that are my fault and uh my dad was insisting that it was in crooked um because of the way it was sitting against the sill not as in like horizontally crooked but like vertically not pushing far enough into mm. the window and I was like, okay, well, I was going to say something to the effect of, like, open it up in a second and we'll we'll uh, move it. But my brother just heard me say, well, open it. And he opened the window and we dropped the air conditioner. Fortunately, only, like, three feet. But I have officially dropped an air conditioner out of a window. Nice. All air conditioner um, stories end with air conditioners going out windows. Windows, yeah. Fortunately, the one in my apartment is a floor unit. That said, floor units fucking suck compared to their superior wall mount, wall and window mounted cousins. This is true. Um, so, did that. Um, then that continued into my Sunday uh, and did just another round of that. So, um, my roommate actually wound up going through and doing the math. And he's like, I don't know how you get sucked into moving so many people. He's like, since I've yeah. known you, you've moved like eight times the amount of people I have. Yeah, I <laughs> comment on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I, uh, I don't know. Just, I guess the trick is just pretend to be crippled all the time so people stop asking. Um, or just saying no. Yeah, well, well, this one is my, it's literally my brother. Um, you don't think I'd say no to my family? <laughs> Well, you or say so you're yeah. a little further. It'd be pretty hard for you to help your dad move something in New Hampshire. Uh, like it's happened. Fair. I mean, uh, I'll call a bunch. family member right now and tell them no. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. So did that, but then the upside of it all was, um, 
I was driving home, and you know how I had, like, all the things with the hockey rink near me where I was like, I wasn't able to get in, but I put my name into a list? Yeah. Well, they finally called me back. That's good. Um, They uh, needed a goalie for their co-ed league on uh, Monday night. Nice. So um, I got to sub in, and I won. My team won four to two. Um, and they are looking for goalies that are okay, but not bad, but not good <laughs> either, because they're like, they don't. They want games to be fair. And the other team's goalie came over to me before the game, and he was like the nicest dude on the planet. And he's like, you know, hey, how's it going? You know, I hope you have a great game, dude. And, you know. You know, stay sharp out there, and best of luck. Don't and I'm like, wow, that dude is... Say that again? Don't get a concussion. Yeah, like, I'm like, wow, that's a that guy's like the nicest dude on the planet. Like, I've never talked to the opposing team's players before. Like, that's just never happened. And then the dude walks away, we play the game, and then afterward, one of the players uh, on my team goes, dude, did you get close enough to that goalie to smell his breath? I'm pretty sure that dude was drinking rum. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so... Nicest guy in the world might have been drunk, but that's okay. He he actually didn't even do bad as a goalie either. Hey, um, steadies the jitters. It's still a problem, oh yeah. but you know. <laughs> yep. Um. So after that, on Monday or the very next day on Tuesday, I went back down to Massachusetts because my it was my brother's wedding. So my brother has successfully married uh, his wife from Hong Kong. Um. She's not escaping, and uh, they both said I do at the ceremony, which is a good thing. I had money um, on not. I owe you money. <laughs> you weren't involved in uh, this bet, but I owe you money. <laughs> Something like that. Well, you owe my roommate money for hitting me with a wrench. Um, I owe him gold, gold not money. Yeah. <laughs> so it was good. Um, we went down to City Hall. The uh, A woman did the ceremony for... Uh, in the city of Boston, and it was really good. Um, I got to meet my, uh, I don't know if it would be, if it's my, like, parents-in-law, how it works, but uh, basically my brother's wife's parents and uh, my brother's father-in-law is a huge gearhead. The dude's um, absolutely loves classic cars. And my brother's in no way mechanically inclined. <laughs> so he's always like showing cars to my brother to try and find like commonality, you know, get to know the guy who's marrying his daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's all confusing to Harry. And uh, so n- he found out about me and like within like a half hour, he's like, Jeff, you he's he's uh, he's British. So he has a British accent. He's like, Jeff, you should take a month off of work and come over to Hong Kong and fix my car. <laughs> Um, Why aren't you marrying my daughter? Yeah. Well, it was actually funny. My uh, His wife was talking to me. She's like, so when are you getting married? I'm like, oh, no time soon. Hope, or, you know, unless the right person comes along. And she's like, oh, do you have someone? I'm like, not at the moment. She goes, I'll send you pictures of some people. <laughs> you ask one of my better okay. friends. He's, yeah. It's in a race with hell freezing over. Yeah. So I played it off as like, you're going to be sending me headshots, my Italian agency? Um, I like what I'm looking but, at, but uh, what special skills do you bring to this audition? <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty much. So, did that. Um, I gave a speech, um, and I actually spent a fair amount of time writing the speech, and then my parents helped me write it a little bit, and I wound up having a lot of jokes in it. and uh, I wound up getting 
told that I absolutely hit it out of the park, but the speech was pretty good. Um, and then after all that, uh, my I went with my uh, brother and his girlfriend to a uh, bar afterward because his my brother had a few friends in town for this, and they're like, you know, we're only here for a day. We're going to a goddamn bar. So we went to this bar, and we were all having an absolute blast, drinking, you know, being merry, etc. And one of my brother's friend's girlfriends... Now, I understand that there is a counterside to this story, but I, my, or I'm going to ignore it because the my side is the fun side, sure, as opposed to the devil's advocate side. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. which was so one of Harrison's friends' girlfriends wanders off for like half an hour. Like, where did she go? She said she was going to the bathroom. She comes back with two pizza boxes, and we're outside eating at this place. And all of my brother's friends are business school students. Okay. Um, so basically, she comes back and immediately they're all like, oh my God, hell yeah, pizza. And it was this like amazing like uh, Sicilian style pizza. Okay. And immediately the waiter comes over and is like, you guys have to leave. Like didn't say like, oh, you can't or you can have it, but don't eat it or just please keep that out of sight. Like didn't give us options. Just was like, you all need to leave. You got to go. Yeah, I was like, my manager, or, and, like, this dude responded, like, instantly. Yeah. Like, literally, she sat down, and the dude showed up. Um, And they're like, okay. And basically, all of them, are, all of them because they're business school students, are like, we would have easily dropped another $100, $150 here, and they're going to lose the opportunity on that money over $3 worth of pizza? Fuck this place. So we mm-hmm. fucking all cashed out and left, and basically, uh, I think one person went and talked to the manager and was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> um, that person may have been intoxicated. So, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, but that was a, in the end, we all got pizza. So our night was well. And then uh, we all, we wound up calling it a night at that point. It was like one in the morning. Um, and then that brings me to today because that all happened yesterday. Um. And I basically made my way back to New Hampshire, and uh, I got one of my guitars back from the guitar doctor, and uh, they fixed a whole bunch of problems with, like, I had a potentiometer that was grounding out incorrectly and was causing a pickup to not work. Um, and now it's playing better than ever, and I've been happy as a pig and shit. And I, uh, so I was going through Netflix, and I wanted to watch the, the new Ghost in the Shell movie because my brother's wife, uh, said that it's actually pretty good. And I was like, all right, well, when it's convenient and if I have to pay no money for it, I'll see it. <laughs> and it turns out they don't have it. That's too But new. the word ghost came up. So I wound up watching the movie. So what did come up instead was Pay the Ghost featuring Nicolas Cage. Oh, God. <laughs> I was, so I was like, okay, we're doing this. So I wound up watching Pay the Ghost, which I wound up having this moment of like, I actually really like the cinematography in this movie. The plot is the weakest part of it, unfortunately. No. And the movie has a strange amount of redeeming qualities. Like, they have a couple of moments of, like, the, uh, um, as an audiophile, listening to, like, horror movies and stuff, like, you can tell, like, okay, they're being a little too overdramatic with the score here, and they're they're trying to increase tension, but they're making it too obvious. And this movie used silence really well, and I actually really appreciated that. 
And then they also had the scene where a coroner opens up a woman who's seen, quote-unquote, the ghost, and all of her insides have been burned to fucking ash. And I was like, all right, that was pretty metal. That was worth the price of admission. Um, so it actually was like this weird moment of like, if it was Halloween and I'm dumpster diving the bottom of what Netflix has to offer that's called horror movies, I would totally put this movie on. Is it a good movie that everyone should go see? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it actually had a lot of things I actually liked about the movie for being a shit movie with, where, like, it's so weird because it's like it has redeeming qualities and the plot just isn't one of them because the plot is so garbage. Um, but it also had kind of the moment of, there's no tension when people do everything wrong and things turn out bad. I've, I've talked about this on this podcast before, but, like, in this movie, like, Nicolas Cage is dealing with this ghost stuff and, like, he talks to people and they actually, like, work with him and stuff, like people actually collaborate together and don't just, like, assume he's the town crazy. So it actually has a little more tension. I was like, huh. This is actually kind of neat. But, um... So, yeah, that basically brings you up to speed with me. It has been a crazy amount of days packed with just fucking stuff. But, yeah, that does my week. Ooh. I guess that loses time for me. I've played a lot of video games. More than I probably should have been able to, but, uh, yeah, um, guess we'll start with the first stuff. Um, I've been playing the Futurama mobile game. It sucks, <laughs> but it's the closest thing I'm getting to new Futurama right now, so I'm sticking with it. That thing is a <laughs> uncomfortable, blatant cash grab. Most mobile games, I very much feel like This are. one's, as someone who loves idle clickers, and this thing has idle clicker-like tendencies, this one is especially bad in the blatant cash grab category of life. Like, almost a little insultingly so. It's really bad. It's one of those games that makes you pay for actions. Um. Oh. oh boy. No, and the sad thing is the writing for it is solid. Like it's not badly written. Like it's fully voice acted and shit. Which is what makes this whole situation that much sadder. Where it's like, man, they they got the actors back. Like it's it's really well written. There's stuff. There all the people you'd want to be there are there. But it's like, hey, um, have this character go do this. Okay, goes and does that. Now you can wait two hours from the finish doing that, or you can use your pizza, which you pay real money for, to speed it up. Nah, I, I'll think I'll just stop playing this till this is done. But Yay, real-world transactions. Yeah. <laughs> Mediate I, gameplay. Ooh. I, it's... Yeah, I, it's a real bad game. I, it's... I want to stop playing. The issue is it's like it's scratching that Futurama itch, so it's like, eh, we'll stick with it. Really? Yeah, I guess. This sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I can't even recommend it as a, like, hey, if you want to play a shitty mobile game, play this. It's like, no, if you want to play a shitty mobile game, like, Wiz Khalifa's Weed Farmer is out there. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Tap Heroes is out there. Like, I have so many other games that are on paper so much worse than this game but are somehow better despite the fact mm -hmm. that, like you don't really even play this fucking game if like, this one you kind of actively have to do shit 
you just don't want to because like every 30 seconds it's like well you're done for the next two hours because if you can pay us money to progress this like if there was an option to like pay $30 and just watch all the scripted voice acted stuff unfurl in that game I might pay that but it's like hey you have to pay money on YouTube for not paying yeah I don't want I YouTube mobile stuff is badly filmed normally Mm-hmm. But right. yeah, I, that's more effort than I'm willing to put in. Like it's the, I would pay the money because it's like it's on my phone. I'd be like, eh, done, whatever. Hate this. That's the worst game I've played since last week. I played some more Crash Bandicoot since then. That's that game's hard. Like the developers came out and said, yeah, this game is harder than it used to be. I'm still digging it, but. That game's hard. Mm. But probably the most important thing I've played since last week is the Destiny 2 closed beta. So, go on. Uh, Tell us all about it. So, uh, there's there's a live stream archive of that thing up. You can go check that out. I spent a lot of time investigating what I can. I... I apologize, you're about to get a fuck ton of um, Destiny stuff, dear listeners and Jeff, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, By fault, if you hear snoring, just, like, yell. Yes, this is unfortunately important and relevant stuff, so we're doing it. Uh, th- uh, that game is, like, intriguing in a way that makes... A, 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 the best way of describing me at this point, having played a chunk but not a ton of that beta, is, like, just fucking intrigued and i think a lot of other people that are making youtube videos of that game are gonna be pissed because that beta is one story mission one strike and like two crucible modes and that's it and just in that limited offering there's some shit to look at Hmm. right now it's the closed beta well as of this recording yeah it's, it's... You'll, you'll have access to the same stuff uh the beta opens up on the Friday after we put this, after we record this. So, like, I have another day of enjoying my exclusivity for a wee bit. I have the day of the recording and the day after. But, yeah, it's... By the time this goes up, there have already probably been a stream of you and Alex playing said game, right? By the time this goes up, I think the beta will be over. So... Well, yeah, yeah. Our, well, say you guys are doing a weekend, or most likely doing a weekend stream. We'll do something. There's really nothing to stream. That's the issue. Like, it's literally four things. And okay. they have really narrowed down exactly what you can do to tantalize. So I guess to talk about the beta in general, I played, like, easily 30 hours between the closed and open beta for Destiny 1. And for better or worse, that let me kick the shit out of the first quarter of that game at release, so it took me like two or three hours of playing that game to get to something that wasn't something I'd already done way, way, way too much of at an underleveled level. This one is literally the first mission of the game. It's a strike, and it's the Crucible stuff. You have two subclasses unlocked. Weapons are very limited. Uh, each a class gets an exotic that's kind of like on theme with that class. The Titan gets that Gatling gun auto rifle that's cool. The Hunter gets this just ridiculous like explosive rounds uh, hand cannon, which is the best of the three. 
and the warlock gets a um, SMG that's got like some charge thing. Where it's like, oh, if you take electrical damage, this thing charges up and does extra damage, which is a cool concept, but the hunter has the best one to play around. That thing fucking wrecks. So, at the risk of looking like I don't pay very close attention when you talk about Destiny, um, have they, what have you got, or have you gotten anything from being a previous player that has been impactful in this game? Um, other than that, or, we technically never checked back in on whether or not you clicked that, uh, that five-piece thing to get I, in your... I got four of the five, I think I'm gonna tap out on that fifth one, like, it's... Here's the issue. Yep. As someone who was kind of doing that, I, I may still go back and do it. I see if you have the timetable for it. It's just exhausting doing what I had to do to get there in a short time. Uh, it's yep. there was nothing in the beta. If you are a, if you're, it, it's just, it's just the beta. It's kind of a closed demo. They're running tests. They're checking balances. They're kind of like seeing if people find glitches or something. It's a beta. Like it's it's not yeah. supposed to be a thing. Like there, there's no character creator. You open up that game and you pick your class and it randomly assigns you a race, a gender, and then you look the same as everyone else with that class kind of thing. Oh, okay. But this is where things get interesting. You kind of all have the same gear. And I was spending a lot of time towards the end of the stream actually poking around in the menu to look at stuff. And that's when I started noticing some real weird and cool shit. So... First off, okay. every single piece of armor has a shader option for it, implying you can color every individual piece of armor differently. Ooh. On top of that, the guns also have a shader option. And an ammo mod option. What? There's a drop down that when you go over it, it's, it says ammo mod for the ones that have the special types on it. And then a little sub-menu thing pops up below it. And as best I can tell, the ammo mods also maybe have rarities, because I think a machine gun I had had a blue lightning mod on it. And I, I played through the kind of starting stuff of all three classes. It, there's some real intriguing stuff, like the ships now take shaders. Um, other little things, like the armor has special names attached to it. Like, all the Titan gear is called heavy titan armor but the mm. warlock and the uh, what you call it um hunter i played around with had it was called like movement or agile armor which implies maybe there's three or four different types of armor that emphasize different benefits to them like uh take it, uh, take it one step further the three gauges you're now filling up that are affected by your gear stats are agility, um, restoration, and uh, resilience or something. Basically, it's how many hits you can take, how good your jump and running is, and how fast you recover your health. And the armors, at least in the beta, were super slimmed down where it's like resilience mode, resistance mode. Nothing on movement. But when I was looking at the stuff that was called the movement armor for the hunter and the um, warlock, it's like, hey, here's all this shit. And I'm like, wait, does that mean I could run like a, like a hunter with heavy regen and armor on it, so long as I get the right gear? Is there, like, heavy hunter armor in the game? Hmm. Uh, yeah, there's some stuff. Well, and then, like, other little things, like, um, there are no sparrows in this game, because there's nowhere to ride a sparrow, but the tab for sparrow isn't called sparrow. 
It's called Vehicle. Ooh. In the previous game, it was your Sparrow slot. In this game, it's the Vehicle slot. Which I don't... Catch a ride! I, I don't know what that means, but that implies maybe there's more than just Sparrows. Which, again, is something I've definitely asked for. Uh, the artifact thing is gone, but now clan banners are back. Um, like, there's just some, like, the, the you had two subclasses, so Titans had Striker and Sentinel, or um, Striker and Defender, it's now called Sentinel. Uh, Hunters had Arc Strider and Gunslinger, and Warlocks have Voidwalker and the Dawnblade, which is the new Solar one, and... Like, enough of that stuff was unlocked to kind of get an idea of what that class plays like. But, like, obviously one group of upgrades was locked and you couldn't get access to. And you couldn't change what you had equipped. Like, you were locked into this is what you're playing as. And I don't know if that means, like, there's more grids. I don't know. Like, it was... It, it's one of these things where, like, it would make sense for the... Like, okay, sorry. Take a step back. Also, as part of this, I found out that each class has a specific class skill. Not... Like, your subclass, I mean, like, the Titan How has a has an ability that is, is the same across all three subclasses, conceivably. And it's summon a barrier wall. And there were two modes in the beta. One that was kind of like an ankle-high wall, which then dropped you into the game's cover system. A mechanic that was in the first one, but no one used because there was no point. But so, like, I'm playing around with it, and I realize that every time you duck back behind this wall, your ammo instantaneously reloads your weapons. Okay. But the other version of it's a big, like, head height wall. But so it's one of these things where it's like, I never used... I used the cover system on my Titan more in the hour I was playing around with it for the live stream than I had in all of the couple hundred... uh, Did I break a thousand hours in Destiny 1? I don't remember at this point. In the many hours I put into Destiny 1, I think I found the cover system was like, fuck that, this thing's useless. Like... And as a result of this, the classes feel different. Like, Titans feel tanky and heavy in a way they never did in the previous ones. They feel solid and like they have a purpose. Where it's like, no, it's they put down these fucking walls that have an active reload as part of them, which is crazy. So then the, the Hunter's one is you double, uh, do double tap circle and you roll. So, but the base one, the Arc Strider one, has a thing where... Oh, these all have regens on them. They're like normal powers. But the Hunter one has where you can set it so if you roll near an enemy, your melee automatically refills. But then if you use your melee and kill someone, your roll automatically refills. So there was a second I didn't get on video where I was just like ninja-ing through a crowd of enemies rolling and punching, which was fucking sweet. Hmm. Like, it's a very... It's like... The powers seem infinitely more active in a weird way. Like, I had so much fun doing the ninja thing as a hunter. I was kind of sitting there going, like, maybe I'm playing hunter this game. Like, I love titans, but that role is pretty cool if they got stuff like that in the game for it. And Warlock still fucking sucks, so fuck those guys. Hey! I, if you liked Warlocks in Vanilla Destiny, they, like, doubled down on all the stuff that makes Warlocks cool. Like, the one, like, super cool thing they got is you can now, in Voidwalker, you can charge your grenade to make it more effective. You take, like, a chunk of your super gauge, and you make the mm. grenade, like, more powerful. Axiom Bolt now shoots out two shots instead of just one, and it's got a full animation for it. It's, like, it's holding the grenade, and then you, like, 
fist pump it and then throw it and it like glows super bright. Like there's some Yeah, he's shiny. Yeah, there's just some stuff that's like, what else can you do? Like they very specifically kind of narrowed down this is all you get to see before the launch of this game. And what you got to see was like, okay, this implies some stuff. What is it implying, though? Like, there is some stuff going on here, guys. No, it's it, it's a... I walked away from that feeling just absolutely intrigued, where it's like every single part of it was me going, yeah, that that is new, better Destiny, and for the first time in three years, I'm, like, genuinely curious what that game's going to do. Because I, I understand the basics of it. It's like, hey, you shoot stuff in the face, and you do missions... But all this, like, there's a bunch of new systems to it that just, they weren't there in the original one. And it's like, wow, what is this shit? What does this mean? What does this do? How does this work? Yeah. How thing what do? Basically, yeah. And, like, there's there's a couple things I wasn't totally happy with. I, I love shotguns in Destiny 1. I am not a huge fan of the fact that shotguns and sniper rifles have been relegated to your heavy weapon slot, which I get to a certain extent, and I'm hoping what this means is there'll be a bunch of exotics in the game that make shotguns and sniper rifles take the place of your, quote, elemental weapon or your kinetic weapon. It's it's weird, because, like, the little minor things, like, they changed all the recticles in the game to match what gun you have. Like, they're now different across the board, depending on gun type. Some of the scopes... It feels like there's manufacturers now of the guns. Like I have a couple style of assault rifles that aren't based on, like that they they handle and they look the same. And there I like them more. It's it's weird. Like they took the parts I loved about Borderlands Two, uh, Borderland Two's individual gun stuff, and kind of like say, snuck that it in exactly here. like Hyperion. Yeah, like snuck some of that stuff in there where it's like, nah, it's like I. That was kind of in, actually, the Taken King expo- uh, expansion for Destiny, where it's like, hey, here's, like, specific weapon manufacturers, and I was big into hockey guns. Like, hockey guns, specifically pulse rifles, were my favorite. But now it's like, man, these things feel, like, even more different. Like, um, there's this one style of machine gun that I found that kind of has this, like, AK feel, has a real shitty scope on it. But I love it because it's like, no, it's just, it's just straight iron sights. No electronics, no nothing. You've got a nice clear view around and stuff like that. It feels real nice. Yeah. Not other stuff like the SMG, which is the new weapon. It feels nice. It's scoping with it feels weird. The fact your character doesn't turn his hand sideways when you shoot it makes me sad. It's definitely get close to something and just hold down the trigger and spray it with a ton of bullets and then back away slowly as it dies. Yeah. It's hmm. neat. I, Yeah, the, the beta was super impressive and super short and super narrow, which is all I wanted that beta to be, where it's like, okay, show me what you got. You got shit. That's all I wanted to know. Peace. <laughs> I am intrigued by what you can do. Uh, it's the biggest takeaway I have from this game is playing this game on the PC is gonna be weird. Really? Okay. Like everything that makes that game fun on a console, like the fact that like 
right bumper is the melee, and that feels good to me, like, because most of the time it's me punching something. I, mm. I don't know how you would do, kind of in a good-feeling way, the hunter roll and melee thing. Like, it had, like, a fighting game moment to it. There's a bunch of what I think of as kind of, like, controller input shit that's now built into the variety of the subclasses. Hmm. Like, um, Warlocks now have an ability where if you're in the air and you double-tap uh, cir uh, Circle... You like side bump, like with the um, Twilight Garrison from Destiny One. There's just some stuff. Like there's a lot, lots of air time for the Warlocks, or at least the um, Dawnbringer. Lots of time up in the air for that class. Uh, yeah, I, they fucked up the Striker Titan, but at the same time they made Defender better. So I'm not one to complain. Okay. Hunters still feel cool. I. Uh, my, my biggest complaint with the striker is that shoulder charge melee they have now consumes your melee charge, which makes all the sense in the world, but it was like, no, that's the best thing about being a titan in multiplayer. You have this overpowered shoulder move. <laughs> it's all we have. Don't take it from us. We needs it. Yeah, I... That game's got stuff. I'm kind of curious how it works. Uh, well, I'm glad they're evolving the game in a lot of ways for you. Yeah, and predominantly they all feel like good evolutions for the most part. I like uh, the issue is the stuff that the stuff they change that I don't like is so specifically things I don't like because they mess with something I liked about that game, but at the same time, I understand why maybe changing those things was super fucking important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... It's weird, because on one hand, it's like, yeah, these changes kind of like... like I, I don't know enough to really form opinions, and I'm sure there's a bunch of YouTubers out there saying all kinds of shit they noticed in the beta, and there's a ton to notice in that beta. Like, shit goes down, there's stuff to observe, there's things to see. And at the same time, like, that thing is intentionally so narrow, you don't know what the hell goes on with it. Like, mm. like gloriously so. Like, it, it just, it, it's hard to explain how happy I am to have this many questions about how the fuck Destiny 2 works having played Destiny 2, where it's like, yeah, I played the beta, and I still have so many questions. Like, man, you don't even know. Vehicles, shaders, weapon mods, grenade launchers, those are kind of cool. Yeah. Nah, it's... Yeah. Very impressed. Very happy with it for the most part. It's... Very limited in scope. If you want kind of a less rambly, more as it's happening, me discovering stuff, go check out the video. It's a pretty good one. I tried to cover as much of the stuff as I could that I found. It's me playing the Titan. It's got the opening mission, the strike, and then me getting wrecked in multiplayer once because it's hard jumping. I, it is weird jumping into that game knowing, like, I'm going to get fucking wrecked in multiplayer. Why? I haven't played this game in, like, a year. Mm-hmm. And some people kept playing this game. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... 
I, I think some of the best trolling on the Destiny of the Game subreddit was great, where it's like, having played the, be the, the Destiny beta, I'm disappointed. Message inside the comment, or message inside the actual post, that this game isn't fucking out yet. Why is it September? Hmm. Quality yeah. ship post is quality. Basically, yeah. 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 That's it. Like, yeah, it's... As you may have noticed, there have been videos slowly eking out onto the channel. We are back in some form. Uh, Metal Ooh. Gear, Persona, and other stuff continues. There's a Girlfriend Games up by now. Go check that shit out. Oh, I guess before we move on to... Alex, I think I'm getting close to finishing Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't know, because I have totally screwed up progression in that game. Mm -hmm. That game is still pretty goddamn cool, though. You'll know when you're at the end. I think I'm getting there, because I just went into, like, I, I I, met the dude that's talking to you through your um, focus. I just went yep. down into the military base and found out I have to go somewhere else, and I had to trek across the map to get there. I assume I'm in kind of the home stretch, but I don't know. You're at, like, the beginning of the home stretch. Yeah. No, I assume I'm kind of basically in the, like, yeah, this is where stuff starts going down. You probably have another, like, four hours or Yeah, so. that's what I was guessing. That seems to be about the pacing, and, like, my issue is that, like, I'll start, like, okay, I should go do that mission now. What's over there, though? It's easy to get distracted that yeah. game. Yeah, I I also have the issue with the games. Like, here, have this rope caster. And I'm like, I already have the purple rope caster. Why are you giving me this shit? Because I want you to succeed. No, give me something better then. I have all the endgame gear. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was like, or that one, that's one of my, like, problems with that game. Yeah. Like, you just have the endgame gear, like, crazy early. Which I'm okay with, because it rewarded me for playing that game, like, grindily. Like, it's... I love doing the side quests in that game. There's some cool side quests. Like, I like hunting stuff in that game. I... Yeah, it... Yeah, I'm a fan. I still think that game's really cool. It's one of the better open-world games I've played in a while. Partially because it's got kind of a narrowed scope for an open-world game, where it's like, you can hunt. What else? That's about it. There's some platforming. Yeah. Yeah, no, but that's about it for my week. All right, so... Alex. For the first time in a long time, Alex, you're last. Oh, all right. Uh, well, let's see. Not too much really happened for me this week. Uh, we've been getting a little bit further down, uh, what do you call it, Kingdom Hearts, which is nice. Uh, Mandy's actually playing it, so... Yeah, where uh, you at? Uh, Mandy's still on the island. Destiny so. Island? Yeah, she's still there. She's kind of, I think she just built the raft. I didn't get a chance to watch her play last time, but she's telling me about it, and she's like, I don't get it. I'm like, just just keep playing. You'll, 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 you'll get there. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> the raft, that totally lasts. That's totally the plan that happens throughout the rest of the game. Yeah. That raft totally pans out. <laughs> yep, 100%. But, uh, yeah, no, no so we believe in the raft, yeah. <laughs> but, well, see, uh... She's just getting past the, like, here's Riku, here's Kairi. They're the only characters we have to convince you you need to like, as opposed to ones that are part of Disney movies you already do like. Mm -hmm. And some um, might say they don't do a great job of convincing you you should care about either of them. Uh, Riku's an interesting character. Kairi's boring. Yep. She's literally a two, 
piece of cardboard. Yeah, I. Yes. I'm not a yeah, huge fan so, of it. So between, like, let's see. Between that, uh, obviously, I've been playing more and more uh, player on Battleground stuff, which is fun. Uh, wow. Getting more into raiding again. I, I think I'm pretty hooked back on the rating, to be honest with you. Like Good, good. You'll be prepared for Destiny 2. Yeah, I'm well, I'm actually really interested in Destiny 2, and I think I'm finally breaking actually end up getting the PS4 version. And then also the PC version eventually. Yeah, I I suspect that'll be the path I go, especially if they announce, hey, you can fucking transfer your characters. Yeah. Which uh I'd be down with, you know, alright. We'll see how it goes, but yeah, so I'm kind of interested in looking forward to that. Uh, more of the super secret game I can't talk about briefly, but it's kind of just the same map over and over and over, so I'm kind of tired of it. So, not much else with that. Um, what's it called? Uh, the, the spiders have not killed me yet. Which That's good. Plus. Yeah, still alive. Were they making moves recently? Uh, well, we kind of reorganized the room, the apartment a little bit, and it's like, okay, well, let's see if they're, uh, I want to keep them guessing, you know? I don't want to... Okay. Yeah. Prevent but, them from colluding too much. But, uh, looks like we're, we might be getting another addition from her, from her old house pretty soon. I think Are her you snake a hoarder? Is, her snake is finally coming. Are you a hoarder? <laughs> no. That's how many dogs, how many cats, and how many, No uh, cats. Fuck cats. Cat, uh, I don't know. Are you sure your name isn't Ethel and you don't have 15 cats squirreled away in your basement? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. No, this is, uh, she has snakes already and they've, she's got them in like containers and stuff, like actual, like, glass containers and environment stuff, so we're probably just going to bring one of them over, but yeah, so, yeah, um. Well, how are you on snakes? <laughs> uh, snakes don't bother me. Okay, I was going to say, you're going to let the pets live there and you're moving out? Yeah, yeah pretty much. No, uh, more of, eh, I mean, we can, we can make use of the space anyway, so it's not a big deal. Okay. So, um, other than that, yeah, no, everything's been kind of just a casual week. I don't really think I've done anything too crazy, so. Yeah, okay. uh, very, very lackluster way to end the, uh. Well, how'd the week go segment? I'm just kind of yeah. like, eh, there's not much else really going on with me this week. I was going to say, keep us up to date with uh, the Kingdom Hearts thing, because once she gets off Destiny Island, stuff starts to happen. Yeah, yeah. There's a... Uh, I'm looking forward but to she's seeing... most of the way off of the island, to be honest. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see what she, like, gets into as far as when she starts to play it. Like, I really want to see how she dives in, like, especially with the part where she starts to build her own ship and all that. Like, yeah. that's going to be fun to watch her yeah. do and figure out. And uh, stuff like I mean, I, I've played it before. I've played through it. So I'm familiar with Kingdom Hearts 1. So once she's done with 1, I might jump into 2 and actually play 2 myself. But, uh, you know, I want to get two's, her caught up with the story. 2's good. Yeah, that's uh, what I've heard. Yeah, 2 was a, was a good sequel. Yeah. Um, I, th I think she'll probably get a pretty good, like, gas pedal moment when she finally gets introduced to her first heartless and they make her fight that first boss at the early in the game the mm. first time you get to like a mildly disney recognizable place that's when the game gets cool yeah that doesn't hurt either yeah like i 
uh, my issues with that game aside, that game is only a good game because of some of the tie-in stuff and the combat system, and all the stuff that takes place before either of those are implemented has some problems. Mm-hmm. Huh? I, I, I find the non-Disney story stuff incredibly weak. The Heartless stuff is fine, but like the Riku and What's-Her-Name stuff, it's like, eh... I mean, Riku's thing's a whole redemption arc and stuff. Kyrie is the... I don't know, I guess they what they probably do is they sell well that she's just... It's like she's the helpless person you're supposed to protect, which yeah. I guess is a trope and a half. Yeah. But, I mean, she's, or she's basically... Yeah. She doesn't really need to be that strong of a character because, as you're pointing out, people want to explore that game anyway, even without a driving factor. Yeah, and I, I think that's the honestly, thing. she had more personality. She'd be obstructive. I yeah. So that's the issue. I find her like including like, I find the opening to that game like the biggest wall to entry because it's like, fucking get to the reason I bought this game already. Oh, I think the biggest wall in that game isn't uh, Destiny Island. It's um, Traverse Town. Yeah, Traverse Town is kind of yeah, just like... That's, that's the hard one. Just get to fight but once stuff you get there. past that, the game get Yeah. Yeah, it's... That island's just like, yo, do stuff. And I'm like, why? Why would I yeah. want to leave here? Fortunately, the island doesn't last very long. Yeah, I... The first time I played that game, I got stuck on the island because I couldn't figure out how to get, like... There was some quest I missed what they wanted me to go do, so it's me being like, okay, how the fuck do I get out of here? Mm-hmm. Or it was like, go meet at the raft, and I missed go meet at the raft, so I'm like, yes, I'll go wander around. And this was back in the PS2 mm-hmm. days when I could just whip out my phone and be oh, like, yeah. how the fuck do I get off this island? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I can remember being young and trying to get the 101 Dalmatians, and I had an actual printout of where everything was <laughs> that I, like, printed out at school and shit. Like, oh, yeah, no, back in the day, if you got stuck in an Atlas Square or Square Enix game, that was just yeah. your life. Yep, this is this is my life now. Yeah, this is what I do apparently. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm definitely uh, now that the game is definitely kicking off more and more. I'm I'm happy to keep you guys updated on that adventure. So, cool. Yeah, but other than that, uh, not much else on the gaming front. Just kind of like I said, still doing WoW, still doing quite unknown battlegrounds. I am completely tired of Overwatch's season this season. It's that just... seems to be a common reaction. Yeah, it's just... Mm. Is this something that uh, Blizzard should be more concerned about, or...? I, I I just don't know really where to go with it kind of thing, like... No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like a lot of people, I've seen a lot of articles, I've talked to a lot of people, they're like, I just don't... It's like, I, I used to love Overwatch, I played it all the time, and now it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's probably... If I had to guess, as someone who's not very involved in the game at the moment, it's all the things that they've added to the game are either champions or, like, almost, like, non-consequential maps. Like, Antarctica doesn't matter. Um, I guess the one with the grav lift technically matters because it's in the regular rotation, but the less content they add to the actual competitive stuff, the more stale it'll feel. Mm. And they haven't really added many maps to that. I don't think they're adding stuff fast mm-hmm. enough. Like I think the gap between their champions for now is too long. 
Well, the thing is, is I'd be okay with if they did the, uh, if they have them keeping the gap between champions, if they'd release more maps and stuff, because there's a lot of, like, you know, this character's good at controlling this one corner. We need to find a new corner, though. Sure. Mm. Um, or it's, they need to produce faster of one or the other, is honestly it, and they're not getting out really either. No, I get it. And stuff yeah. like Antarctica's cool and all. But if you're into the competitive scene, Antarctica is a fucking waste of time. Yeah, but I, I guess like also like Battleborn, a game that failed because Overwatch succeeded, had a shit ton of characters at launch, and I thought that was cool. Overwatch had a pretty sparse roster in some ways at launch with some real balance issues and still has a fairly, like, I know it's not technically a MOBA, but it's got some MOBA-like qualities. A MOBA with that few characters is not a... is a weird game. Hmm. Yeah, I... I don't know, it's just... Everyone's always obsessed with the meta, and so people will pick the meta not really knowing how to play it. Well, and that's and part then... of the MOBA-like quality I'm talking about. Like, there are... There, there's a concept of an ideal team composition right now, and the issue is you only have one character that works like Reinhardt. You only have one or two solid healers. The rest of them are kind of complicated. Mm, I mean, I don't know. There's a few characters that are kind of flexible, and there's stuff you can play with. Like, people explain the meta that somehow it plays with, but, like, there are some characters that just never get picked as far as the pros go. And when you have people who just pick characters, like, I think the biggest thing is just the toxic environment of some people. Yeah. And, like, and I'll admit, I get mad, and I'll talk shit, too. Like, I'm... I'm I will not shy away from admitting my guilt to that. Uh, no, no, it's, it's a competitive like, game. shit posts. Yeah, but it's like it's 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 frustrating because like you'll see a team, you'll you know people will pick healers or people everybody like two people will pick DPS and then you're just you want to do DPS no matter what. Fuck the team comp. You'll pick it and then you get mad later on that people lose and it's like well you didn't help. You could have switched to a tank. You know, I've I've yeah. had people who told me like I'm like we need another tank, and some guy was like, oh, there's this button you can press H, and it lets you switch from uh, your current class to a tank. I'm like, well, then you'd lose a healer. You know, thinking they're like they're gonna be sarcastic and funny about. It. I'm like, well, then you, somebody needs to be a healer. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, shit, kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's people who are so headstrong on playing what they want to play, not realizing that it's it's a team game. I hear Genji's super popular. Genji actually, Genji's one of those weird characters that like, he's got a big, I guess. Uh, I think the joke works better with Hanzo. That's Hanzo is the one that everyone like talks shit about. Like, like I bet you're a Hanzo main kind of thing is an insult, you know. Mm-hmm. And like the thing is, don't get me wrong, there are some Hanzo players I've seen who are phenomenal. Like they're ridiculously good, but they get bunched up with the rest of the people who are like, no, no, my Hanzo's good, I swear. And then you get your heart broken because they fucking suck. You know, or widows. Like I remember, I played a team against the widow, and that widow just destroyed everyone. And it's like people were probably talking shit about the widow, but she destroyed everyone. You know, like she was doing her job or something. Yeah, she was doing her job. And then people don't want to switch to hard counter. Like, you know, and that's the thing. You you want to be able to switch to hard counter because the game gives you the option to switch characters. But nope. So. Yeah, I... it's. I guess to compare the game to Team Fortress 2 for a second, I don't know. Like it's the I loved playing a healer in Team Fortress 2. Something about how healers worked in Overwatch never quite grabbed me. I 
I think part of it was like all the characters in Team Fortress 2, there was fun to be had playing them. I think some of the characters in Overwatch, it's not as much fun playing them because it's either real passive or real situational. Mm. Well, see, the funny thing with like Team Fortress 2 that I think about it is you could have a weird clusterfuck of different characters yeah. and you could still succeed. Yeah. With, 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 with Overwatch, it's very much a, like you said, a MOBA-style thing where it's like there are very specific picks you have to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you went into the competitive scene... Of TF2, it had the same thing. It was like one scout, one medic, one demo man, one soldier, and one something else because it was 5v5. Mm-hmm. Uh, engineer um, or sniper, probably. No, they don't play engineer. Static classes aren't That's good. fair, yeah. Spy, um, maybe? Similarly, pros don't play Torbjorn. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't Spy. It was, it would have either been, like, Sniper or, like, Heavy or something. I would say Heavy, because Heavy was always a go-to solid pick, like. Yeah, they, so easy the, to the point, though, is there is pretty much set roles in Competitive TF2 as well. Just Competitive TF2 was a, wasn't as much of a thing way back when we It was playing. also, like, relegated to a dark corner of TF2. Yeah, mm. you had, you had to know a guy who knew a guy, or be on a forum. You had to go to find it, yeah. It. Like, it was there for the getting into, but for the most part, it was like, I not to harp on this, like, there was variety in TF2 that does not exist in Overwatch. Like, there were more game modes, maybe not as many maps, but, like, there was lots of stuff to do. I mean, they also had the modded map. Yeah. Stuff. Like, I remember playing fucking Prop Hunt in TF2. Yeah. Um... That said, Blizzard is never going to let you touch their code. The oh, way yeah, I, I'm not saying they should either. I'm just saying, like, you're comparing a game with serious mod and kind of private server support against a mm-hmm. game that has... How many active modes does... Does Overwatch even have a kind of deathmatch-style mode? Uh, well, I mean, not really, no. Yeah. It's all very objective-based, depending on whatever it is. There's always an objective. I'm a personal believer that it needs a deathmatch mode, not because I want to play it, but because the players who are in playing the game just to pad their score and don't care about the objective, we can just yeah. push them over there. No, that's, so they that's can what deathmatch exists for, to keep those people with each other. Yeah. Yeah, like, the one I was a big fan of, like, and this is one of the things I liked about Lawbreakers, just to kind of, since that's a thing coming up sometime in the future, uh... Lawbreakers has an interesting game mode, I guess they call it Blitzball, where you have a ball and you pretty much just run it to the other the enemy side. Yeah. So, like, have... it's a different game mode, and it very much becomes, like, just crazy. It's an objective, well, but, like... Remember, this is Cliffy B, the guy that also gave us Unreal Tournament that had Blitzball as well. Yeah. So, like, they'd already have some different game modes. I didn't get a chance to play any of, like, the elimination stuff, but, like, I got to play Blitzball, and that was fun. Like, having a couple different game modes like that... That people actually enjoy or yeah. are good. No, it's it's just variety. Like when you can set the thing to like random match type or something like that, and actually mm-hmm. get like play five games, five different matches. It's just a nice feeling of like, yeah, we did stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we at one point a while back had a nice transition point. We were talking about King Kingdom Hearts, but we've. Totally squandered that. So you guys ready for some news? Yeah. Sure. Moving on to news, I suppose. Uh, we got uh, there was a new Kingdom Hearts three trailer that came out. It showed off. Yes. Stuff. <laughs> yup. 
Uh, uh, Jeff, I suspect you probably watched that trailer more times than I did. You want to talk about this? Uh, I only watched it once, but people are excited about or talking about like, oh my god, it's got a Toy Story, and I'm like, oh my god, he turned the Keyblade into a fucking hammer. Yeah. Um, they are showing off. They've added more weapon stuff to it. Um, I actually, or I'm starting to realize that I watched it once, like last week when it freaking came out. Oh, did you see the um, one with the spear gun and stuff like that? Spear gun. He turns the keyblade into like a spear thing. Yeah, like a fist weapon kind of thing. Yeah. I don't remember that, but I do remember him skateboarding on a goddamn rail and yep. using it as a fucking rifle. Yep. Um, stood out to me, which that was a mechanic they sort of implemented in the the actual the PSP game that never made its way to the PlayStation 2 games, the ability to just like all of a sudden turn your keyblade into a gun. Yeah. Um, but they've taken it much more to its natural conclusion. Before, it's just like, hey, look, it shoots lasers out of the front of the Keyblade. Now it's like, the Keyblade becomes a goddamn gun. I think yeah, I saw I double um, pistols whole... at one point, even. Saw what? I think I saw double, double pistols? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, they've definitely, they've taken the Keyblade, and I'm wondering how long it took them to win this fight, because I'm assuming there was some kind of thing in, like, Square Enix and Disney having to have a conversation very similar to the one we had about John Wick and Coca-Cola. So can the main character hold a gun? No. Can they hold a sword? No. Can they hold a bat? No. How about a key? Okay, fine. We approve your key thing. And then finally, you know, many games later, we're making the key into a gun. We're making the key into a hammer. And they finally probably had to win an argument with How Disney much of a gun will it look like? Oh, it'd be like some kind of crazy cartoony thing. How cartoony. It'll look kind of like he's brandishing a chandelier or a lighting sconce. Okay, we're okay with that. Yeah. So, I'm just continuously more and more stoked for Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> yeah. It, Release date would be nice, though. As someone who's kind of perpetually critical of the Kingdom Hearts games, that trailer looked goddamn cool. I'm like, okay, maybe it's time to give this franchise another shot. I, I, I fully admit the majority of my issues with that franchise come from the fan side of it, where it's like, it's the greatest franchise ever. No, that first one had some damn glaring flaws, guys. That story is not great. <laughs> but the combat was always kind of cool, and it looks like they're doubling down on that. Yeah. If you ever want to see a drunken mess, look up a uh, summary of the side games and how I... they tie in with the first one. Oh, no, as someone who followed all of that, because it's like, what the fuck are they doing? That's why I'm kind of like, this story is bad. They should just abandon it and be like, hey, we're moving from worlds. Why? Because we made a third game. Combat scenarios. Because yeah. <laughs> that one definitely falls into the category of like, was it you have to play a million different mediums in order to catch the whole storyline of the game? Yeah. So the jump between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, they don't friggin' explain. And there's nothing out there like to really catch you up on those events unless you look up like, a fan-made summary of uh, Chain of Memories. Or well, another, Chain or of Memories does games. exist. You could play that. Was, they just <laughs> suck. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> don't. I, Whatever you do, don't play that I, fucking I, I'm, game. I'm not saying you should. I'm saying there is something that fills the gap between one and two. It exists. It's just bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Um... I mean, I've heard positive things about the Game Boy release of it, but uh, we're not talking about that. <laughs> um, so, but I remember when I played Kingdom Hearts 2, I hadn't played any of that, and I was like, what the 
fuck is going on? Yeah. And the game never takes a moment to step back and be like, by the way, if you missed out on these events, we're going to treat you like a child who has, you know, can't put two and two together. That never came. They they never did that. Um, So. Cool. Yeah, that's Kingdom Hearts 3. Looks good. Yeah. Want a release date. Want the game. Yeah. It's got Toy Story right here. Gift game, yeah. please, now. Yeah. Wasn't there another franchise they announced as well? I think Big Hero 6, they said. Uh, Big Hero 6, Toy Story, and I want to say they said maybe Marvel? Huh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Really? Marvel or Star Wars, I think, made the list, maybe. Hmm. Well, until you said that, I was uninterested, because normally people get super hyped around, like, just the, uh, hey, guess what new franchise has been tied in? And, like, I, I just couldn't care less. Because, like... I'm still super excited, even worlds that, like, you know, even uh, some of, like, the older franchises when you're talking, like, Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella and stuff, and it's, like, these characters are not necessarily people that I would want to, like, spend an afternoon with. Like, if you think about Snow White, like, what are her defining characters? No, I, I hear you. I think there should be a Song of the South level to remind you that Disney was racist at one point. I don't know if we need to drag up that particular Oh, I, I think but... it deserves to be in there most of all. Oh, well, I'll let you know how that wish fulfillment works out. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not ever had. I'm That's... pretty sure that Disney's sending lawyers our way right now just for even like reminding anyone in the public that that movie exists because they, the uh, Operation Make Everyone Forget Song of the South militantly enforced is uh, definitely a active project at Disneyland. He remembered Song of the South kill him yeah they're going to they're going to come and drug all of us and ship us off to an island and feed us pills to forget them song of the south exists yeah um if you're curious what song of the south is go check it out it's from that it <laughs> it it's kind of it goes along with the remember walt disney was a secret nazi type of stuff <laughs> yes um things disney wishes that... forget yeah, that and Der Fuhrer's face or whatever, the Donald Duck one. Ah, uh, it's some other stuff, too. Like, uh, Yeah. the original it's all, it's all the dark history that Disney wants you to forget. Uh, the original cut of Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that tale of northern aggression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that really is what that is, isn't it? it? They, they call it the War of Northern Aggression. Mm-hmm. Um, but enough history. Yeah, but uh, I say like in the second one they added in um Pirates of the Caribbean and the Pirates of the Caribbean level is really, eh. It exists. It's weird going between this entirely cartoony game and then one person that's from live action trying to be animated was kind of like <laughs> off-putting and odd, and now they're throwing more live action series into it theoretically. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. That, that said, whole, the graphics um, have slightly increased. And to be fair, they've had that whole toy box game since then to now. So they've learned how to translate those characters a little better into not photorealistic. Yeah. I mean, also, at the end of the day, it's also still, it's um, it's Square Enix. Like, yeah. the food in King in uh, Kingdom Hearts, in um, <laughs> Final Fantasy XV was gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> that food. Yeah, if nothing else good can be said about that game, which may be the truth. Um, <laughs> I do still want to go back and play it, because I was having fun. But, yeah, you uh, didn't seem too hard on it when you were playing it. Yeah, the food was definitely a highlight. 
Um, so you never actually finished that game, huh? I got sidetracked by uh, Atlas. Fair. Um, they were like, hey, um, you playing that RPG there? Yeah, you want to play a better JRPG? This one's pretty good. No, it's not. <laughs> and uh, what was it? Near Automata and uh, Persona 5 kind of took over. I need to go... My The games I'm going to play next is probably going to be Near Automata next. I need to get through the next couple of playthroughs of that game. I just kind of picture like Atlas standing behind you being like, it's okay, Jeff. You should play Persona 2 next. But trust that's terrible. What does he know? You like Persona 3, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's right, you do. Just give What's in scary to is it. I already own Persona 2. Yeah. I got the PSP copy forever ago, and I still have it. You should go play Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne now. You're ready. Say, I own that as well. <laughs> but that one's kind of hard to play. Yes. It's a PlayStation 2 game. Yep. Um... But, uh, yeah, I think that wraps up the conversation on Kingdom Hearts 3. You ready to move on? Yeah, why not? Uh, moving on from that, they kind of revealed that Atari console we were talking about a month or so ago. It looks kind of like an Atari. It's got the wood panel. It's still not super clear what the hell this thing is. It's got some USB ports on the back. It's got some red... Uh, it, Kind of looks like the uh, PS4 Slim, I guess. I, I don't fucking know. Like, but there's pictures now out there of it. Um, okay. It's they've announced still no games for it except that like it'll run. A, smart money is on this is basically like uh, the equivalent of the Super Nintendo Nintendo Classic stuff. Oh, this thing's really weird looking. Yeah. It looks like something that sits on top of a TV, tells you the time and what channel you're looking at. Yeah, like it's like a, almost looks like an NVIDIA Blade or something. It's got ST slots, it's got HDMI ports, it's got USB ports, like. It's got venting. Certainly got that. I'm not sure if it's cosmetic venting or actual venting. Yeah. I mean, it's probably cosmetic and it's all trying to look like the original Atari. Which it looks nothing like, but yeah. If there appear I mean, to be there appear to be two versions, one kind of red and black version that's very modern and sci-fi-ish looking, and the other one's got the wood paneling on the front and white graphics stuff. I doesn't look bad. It's just not clear what the hell this thing is yet. But yeah, there's pictures out there. I'm seeing yeah two very different consoles. One that looks much more like a TV box, and one looks more like an old Xbox. Oh, they're the same thing. It's just and how different a... the color job is. Huh. Well, they've also it looks like they have a picture of the controller. And if that controller is what I think it is, it's like they took a DualShock and mixed it together with a GameCube controller in the way that I hate, which is asymmetric or not necessarily asymmetric, but button placements that aren't up, down, left, right, but on off angles. Sure. I understand you could get used to it, but that's not something you can hand someone who plays Xbox and um, PlayStation 4 all the time and expect them to just pick up instantly. Well, and here's the dark secret. That thing's got USB ports. Hmm. You can plug them in, yeah. You yeah. could probably plug something else in with a little bit of um, effort, make it work. 
I mean, technically Wink. both the PS4 and the Xbox have USB ports on. That doesn't mean you can put an Xbox controller into a PS4. Yeah, but, but that PS4 is pretty okay at working on anything you plug it into, so we'll see. Yeah. yeah, we'll see where this one goes. Also, the controller, at least the image they've done of it. Oh my god, did they really do that? Oh my god, that's going to be the worst fucking controller ever. The fucking, um... The actual handles you hold are goddamn square. They're not round. Where's the controller? Uh, is it in the article? I don't see it in the I didn't see it in the article, no. Articles. I'm looking at this. Oh, oh god, that'll get really uncomfortable real fast. Although, I don't think that's... No, that's a that's concept. That's not real. Yeah, that's, not, that's not even the thing they showed off. Yeah. Okay. The thing to the right of right. that, that kind of squatter-looking thing. So, for the record, yeah, there but... are some fake versions of this thing out there, and... Neat. Yeah. I kind of really wish neat. it was that. Those, um, hexagonal buttons don't look... <laughs> like all the sharp angles. Yeah, this looks like the mo least comfortable controller I've ever seen. If you're curious what we're talking about, it's probably going to be the thumbnail this week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is that All right, so just misconceptions aside. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a thing. It's out there, I guess. Yeah. Thank you for lying to me, Jeff, about the controller. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Once again. Once again, Jeff the Liar. Right? There's mm -hmm. a new nickname for the week. Jeff the Liar. Jeff the Liar. There yeah. we go. He's pale because he's that. full of lies. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, moving on from that, though. Uh, if you're thinking about buying a new gaming PC, there's a service out there called Build, spelled B-L-D, that they'll basically give you options. I'm not sure why this is news, really. I just kind of thought it was kind of cool. Where basically, they'll give you options about, like, you spec what games you want it to be capable of running, and then they'll kind of give you three or four price skews of it, and then you can kind of select from there how it's going to work for you. So, I thought it was neat. If you're thinking about building a custom PC, this might not be a bad approach to go down. It's from the guys at NZXT, so, yeah. Yeah. Did you hear the little controversy behind this whole little thing? No, recently? I have heard nothing about this thing. So, recently, um, so this, and I know because I have an NZXT uh, water cooler. Oh. So, there is a software you run that controls the water cooling, like, the temperature ranges and how to activate the fans and all that stuff. You know, just the fan controller, right? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Why would a fan controller need to upload several megabytes, almost a gig, of data a month to servers online. Hmm. One of the big controversies, and it's kind of rumored right now because they've been talking about it, is that they people who've been have their software, they've been collecting performance data and sending it so they can build this database. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah, their NZXT cam software. Uh, let's see. I didn't know we are going to go down this path off. I thought this would be a fun little, hey, for thinking about buying a gaming PC. But controversy finds us. 
Yeah, <laughs> apparently it's they've been collecting data off that stuff. That's what I've been hearing. It's nothing's confirmed yet and all yeah, that. Yeah, but that's super suspicious. It is. In fact, here, let's let's have some fun with it. Hey, bro, install this driver. Why? Don't worry about it. Yeah. So, uh, it's, so it's sending before we a go bunch into of data. It, for discrepance, for like, full disclosure, this is a Reddit article. Well, it's, it's you go into it, yeah, and the guy actually is in talks with them. But apparently, there is a user who talked about that uh, 22 gigs of data were uploaded by this software alone in a month. I don't know about you, but what kind of software, especially a fan controller software, would need to upload 22 gigs of data? Yeah. Yeah, I... That's suspicious as hell. So, the uh, the thing, they're saying, like, oh, well, the reason they're, it's doing that is because they're, they're the way they're able to kind of figure out what configs would be ideal for... X amount of computers is that they've already been collecting information from everyone who runs their cam this software. This makes a lot of sense. <laughs> wow. Yep. So maybe, I saw that and I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun to talk about this week. Maybe don't do that because that shit's going on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, apparently they've been contacting them and some user on Reddit actually has been in talks with NZXT and all that, so... Yeah. Uh, just kind of letting you guys know about that one. You know, obviously, again, this is all still speculation. You know, this is not yeah. fact. But, you know, based off the information that's been provided, and, you know, it is PC Master Race on Reddit that talks about this, but, yes. you know, they're, they're usually pretty... You know, good about this kind of stuff in particular. This is the kind so. of shit they care about. Yes. So, uh, it's cool to see that there's a service that's kind of building around that. I mean, there's always been a service that helps you put together, uh, what do you call it? Uh, PC Part Picker. Kinda, like, I don't know if you guys have like heard about that. like and stuff, but the idea of, hey, we'll actually kind of tailor a game to what you're doing. It's like, I want to run The Witcher. Okay, at 4K. Okay. Yeah. That kind of stuff, but like, I mean, it, it specifies it's a software, but it, you know, compatibility and hardware and how to build stuff before has been around for a while. There's a there's a website, and that's I used to build my PC a while ago called PC Part Picker. If you haven't heard of that one, oh, yeah, no, it's there's a variety of ones out there, but rarely will they build it for you exactly. No, no, they won't build it yeah. for you. But yeah, I buy Power will do it. Origin will do it for you. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's just you know, it's interesting to say the least. I'm not gonna say it's. You know, I have no solid facts other than just what's been reported on the internet, and, you know, that is a report on the internet, but, uh, yeah, you know, take it as you will. Yes. Yeah. Moving on from that to less controversial news, I suppose. Uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds surpassed Grand Theft Auto V as kind of a peak player count, bumping it down. It sounds like a minor thing, but it's pretty damn impressive, actually. Huh. Basically, yeah. this means it had more active users at one point than Grand Theft Auto did during a peak, which is cool. Especially seeing as there's like twice as many copies of Grand Theft Auto 5 sold for the PC than PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds. Because mm -hmm. everyone who's buying the game is playing it. Yeah. Which is cool. 
Yeah. And I mean, it is a, uh, it is definitely a fun game to play. I've yeah. been playing it for a while now, and, you know. We talk about games, and we talk about when games sell a million copies, and I thought this was kind of a fun little thing to put in perspective, because God knows we talk about that game every week, it seems. Moving on from that, though, to kind of call back to last week, the Jackbox Party Pack uh, 1 and 2 are on the way to the Switch. I thought they were already there, but apparently they were going. Oh, sorry. Jackbox 3 was released. The original 1 and 2 are going now. Oh. Yeah. That makes some sense. Does it? Or, well, or it makes sense that it has to have it. It doesn't make sense that it doesn't have it yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, those are, like, like we said last week, those are some of the best party games out there. And for a console all about... Uh, sorry, for a console that's apparently aimed at being brought to rooftop parties and parks, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a no-brainer to put them on there. I wish there was some type of mobile data system now, but beyond that, who cares? <laughs> it's just dumb <laughs> fun. Yeah. Just install an NZXT product in it. Yeah. Moving on from that, uh, less great news. Um, the CSGO World Champions from last year have yet to be paid their prize money, along with a variety of other competitors. Mm, this is the Valve Run one? Uh, EFRAG, the, I guess, yeah. I'm not... can't totally, totally tell who runs this one. It's organized by EFRAG. E-frag? Yeah. I have no idea who that is. Um, sounds like an independent company. It does seem that um, way. You can... Li- or I've heard so many horror stories from, like, pros that have made it now and, like, all the tournaments they got dicked over on on, like, their way to the top. Like, all kinds of things of, like, uh, not getting paid prize money, not being given prizes, and, like, be, or I know one team that was like, okay, we won the tournament, but we can't make it to the next tournament. So the tournament, the people that ran the tournament fudged it, so it looked like the second place team won, so that they could move on. Mm. Which also entitled the second place team to the prizes. Mm. Like, private run tournaments are an absolute fucking nightmare. Sure. I'm sure there's plenty of uh, similar stories in the... Uh, FGC? Yeah, um, those are more crazy ones of, like, a tournament being publicized that turned out to be in some dude's basement or something. Like, that's more of a, oh, that was sketchier than intended. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, like, tournament rules not being super clear. Like, uh, they're more about the kind of, like, general incompetence or, like, wow, uh, I thought this was being held at a hotel. Oh, this is houseless registers a bed and breakfast. So technically, at a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> it's a B and B. Why are three of the competitors not wearing pants? Hmm. That's the charm. I. The FGC chose to, like there, there was a point in time where they could have gone like League of Legends, Dota, CS:GO, Overwatch, legit. And this, I'm talking like 10, 15 years ago. And they were like, no, nah, we want to keep it weird. We want championship maps of uh, matches of guys in, like, horse head masks and shit. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was a choice. 
I don't know if it was the right choice, but it seems to be the choice they chose to make. Hmm, now that is a sentence. Yeah. Uh, speak- the choice they chose. Speaking of choices, though... <laughs> Remember Ark? We talked about Ark survival last week. So, they dropped their price due to backlash? No! They, uh, they did, in some ways, the exact opposite. So, uh, part of the backlash... They released talk- a season a season pass. Uh, actually, maybe worse than that, even. Hmm. So, we kind of joked last week that Ark survival has been... Ark survival evolved has basically been a fully released game for fairly long time at this point like it's had a pvp scene like it has a community that i'm not just talking as like the early access community i mean it's like the real gaming community for it and apparently kind of as part of the official launch of this game they're gonna wipe the servers ah they're doing uh sony online thing all right well, this will go over poorly. Yeah. Wait, they're going to wipe the servers? They're going to wipe the servers so anyone's progress, any bases, any dinosaurs they've tamed, any stuff they've leveled up, any gear they have, gone. <laughs> that was a very evil laugh there, Alex. Yeah. Uh, their justification is, is to give a even playing field for PvP and shit like that. I, I I think the issue is more, hey, a bunch of people have been playing this game like it's a real game for long enough that they could just make new players' lives fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Like, for reference, mm-hmm. this game has 9 million players, and it's not even out yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I still don't believe the game's going to bump that number much higher once it's quote-unquote I don't think it will either, but it doesn't change. Um, I think on consoles it will because it will be officially out on consoles. Like, it's coming to the PS4 then. And I can't, I was even curious about this game, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, a lot of people are concerned because there was a bad time period where the servers were being DOSed all the time, or DDoSed, sorry. Uh, it's, it's just a real <laughs> bad look that, like, uh, on one hand, like, Bungie's doing the same thing, where it's like, hey, um, we're getting rid of all your progress for Destiny 2, but at least they're releasing a new game and not just flipping the switch from early access to full game. Mm-hmm. Although some might... Unless they release a huge patch with all this. Yeah, I... I don't think that matters. Like, they're not releasing a new game. They're releasing, like, also they got out at one point and said, we're totally not going to wipe the servers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm not a fan of the game, so yeah, it doesn't matter. I just feel bad for the. I just feel bad for the players who got fucked over with that one. Yeah. But it's the cost of buying a game where the servers are all online. Yeah. He owns it. I mean, tomorrow if Blizzard wanted to, they could fucking. Wipe all WoW progression if they wanted to. They'd have complete control over it, but, you know. That'd be a bold move. Yeah, they won't do it, but, you know, they could. Yeah. Well, moving on from that, uh, 
The Overwatch League is vulnerable to an MLB, sorry, Major League Baseball, for those who don't know what MLB stands for, trademark dispute. What Heard dispute? about that. Uh, apparently their logo looks a little bit too much like the official Major League Baseball one. You know, the orange and gold tracer one? Uh, Major League Baseball is like, that's too much like ours. Despite their logo being everything else under the sun, too. As I say, I'm pretty sure that logo's been ripped off millions of times already? Yeah, it's... Yes. Uh, it's not clear what's going to happen. It's just kind of started off, I guess. There was a, a... Something was filed to extend the time period to allow for kind of a... more time to pull a case together and shit like that, but... This is a thing that's happening, and it's dumb. Mm -hmm. Especially because if you look at the two logos, they're similar, but they're totally different colors and totally different shapes. And I, I don't know, like, it's like saying you own the concept of having an outline of something. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. they own, That would, in theory, be they own the concept of something in the center and two different colors on either side of it. You own a yin-yang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you're ripping off that. Guy wants the yin yangs, like, fuck all these people ripping off my idea. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as we have one devoted app, um, Overwatch player and one person who used to play Overwatch and one person who enjoys weird esports news, thought that was worth bringing up. Hmm. But for those. Yeah, thank you for that one. Those of us that care about Bioware and as an extension, Anthem, the current head of Bioware is departing, and he's being replaced by the guy who was the lead director on the original Mass Effect games. Hopefully that's a good thing. Yeah, he left Bioware a couple up. He left Bioware back in 2014, and he's uh, coming back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... It's unclear exactly what happened. It's not a lot of details are out there. I've, I've heard everything from, man, they fucked up Mass Effect Andromeda real bad to uh, the guy who left, uh, Casey Hudson, was off working at Microsoft's kind of cutting-edge stuff. And, well, how much Microsoft cutting-edge stuff have you seen? None. So I could imagine it might have been a conversation like, hey, um, you happy over at Microsoft? You know, EA, if you you made me the right offer, I might leave. <laughs> mm -hmm. You want to come back and run Bioware? Yeah, maybe. What are you going to offer me? Um, you don't have to make another Mass Effect game. Why? We did a pretty good job killing that franchise. <laughs> yeah. yeah we laid that one down to sleep. Yeah, I, I hope that's not the case. I genuinely like that franchise. I'd be kind of surprised they never made another Mass Effect. Uh, yeah, at the same Ideally, time... Ideally, it should be a pretty good amount of time before they try and touch that again. I think the answer is, let's see how Anthem goes. Like, if Anthem's cool and works well and doesn't fucking suck, make another Mass Effect game. If Anthem has some problems, fucking fix Anthem. If Anthem succeeds, they'll make another Anthem more than it would be them want, trying to revitalize the... Uh, Mass Effect series. I, I think Anthem's gonna take the Destiny approach, or... Jump back to Destiny for a second. Like, all the jokes that existed for a long time about how Destiny 1 was kind of the test beta for actual Destiny. 
feel very relevant with the Destiny 2 beta. And, like, at one point, the idea was you'd have base Destiny, and you'd just keep adding DLC and expansions to it. You got something bigger. Kind of technically like World of Warcraft is. Mm. If Bioware was mm. smart, you'd do something with Anthem the same way. Like, the reality is for games like that, unless you're doing some major technical overhaul, like, this is the thing I've talked about a couple times on the podcast, where it's like, I would love to have bought, like, Mass Effect 1, and then, like, it was like, hey, here's Mass Effect Chapter 2, Chapter 3, and I'd pay $60 for a totally new game, but it's like, hey, we're not upgrading the graphics engine, and because we're not doing that, we can get the game out to you in, like, three-quarters the time. Because we're not changing as much, we're just treating it as an expansion of the existing thing. If it's a game I like, I would totally be down for that. Like, if Destiny was like, hey, every four months we're putting out an expansion, and, like, it's $5 worth of content, and you can buy a season pass that equals, like, 60 bucks, and it covers a year's worth of stuff, we're putting out something once a month, it's not always a big thing, but sometimes it'll be a big thing. Like, it's at least, like, it's at least two hours of content a month. I'd be totally down for paying for that. Hmm. To put this in perspective, that would be kind of like the difference between Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. Because Majora's Mask is made out of the same assets as Ocarina of Time. Yeah, and I, I, I've, we've hit a wall, at least for me, where games look damn good. I'm not sure I need sequels to games. It's like, okay, what changed? Oh, it's a new story. What else? Oh, it's a new story. Couldn't this have just been DLC for the previous one? Like, um, DLC coming for Horizon Zero Dawn... I'm hoping it's, like, a big, solid, like, five, six hours where it's like, hey, it's a new zone, we got stuff, and it's like, this could be a whole new game. Why? It's the same engine, same mechanics and all that shit. We just gave you, like, a bunch of new story to go with. Like, I would love if major games started doing that as opposed to, here's the sequel. This looks only marginally better than the previous one, plays exactly the same, and, yeah. Like, part of me wishes Destiny 2 was just, like, a $60 chunk of DLC for Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Like, I, I think the future of Anthem would be, it's like, you get a real solid base, and then you keep selling $20, $30, $60 add-ons to that game, and then, like... 10, 15 years later, like World of Warcraft had to do, we're like, hey, graphics are starting to suffer, compatibility's now a problem. Anthem 2. Hmm. But that's just Charlie's thoughts on how video games should work now. Yeah. We got one last piece of news, and... I was saving this one because it kind of relates to Evo, which will be our main topic this week. Uh, but it is that Arc System Works has announced Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, and it contains characters from Blaze Blue, Persona mm-hmm. 4 um, Arena, uh-huh. yep. Ruby Grim Eclipse, yep. and some game called Undernight in Birth that I don't know what that is, but... It also looks anime as hell, and the trailer for this thing is full of what the fuck is this game? Yeah, it, it is like 
Super Smash Brothers old glow. No, it's not. It's uh, Blaze. Uh, I would be more excited for this game if it wasn't a Blaze Blue game because that uh, Arc System Works, the public developers behind this, have this. They make a specific kind of game. It's got a bunch of systems in it that do interesting things that make getting into them hard as hell. It makes watching them, though, super cool and epileptic dangerous. Mm -hmm. Very, very fast-paced game. Stupid fast. Like, everything I love about Killer Instinct and everything people love about like the smash bro franchise except with longer attack combos and mm-hmm. wall traps like it's there's nothing really quite like an arc system game except an arc system game it's not of the same franchise like blaze blue is not for the faint of heart it's for the like methed out super high reflex fighting game masters out there snorting Adderall yeah, while well, someone like feeds you Adderall at the same time. Yeah. Um, but say that all said, and the things that are at least what I can comment on, the Ruby bit appears to actually be voiced by yeah. Lindsay from Rooster Teeth. Like, it appears they actually did put additional effort and just didn't just throw like old assets into oh, it. Oh no! For reference, Arc System Works also made the Persona Four fighting game, which is a damn solid fighting game like for a mm-hmm. game that's got nothing to do with fighting games that game's awesome and that's persona 4 arena yeah and persona 4 arena ultimax say are any of those worth playing yeah they just both are 2d fighters both are fantastic and like their, their story mode is not as in okay it does have a story so i was gonna say the story mode is easy enough that like there were rumors going on that game came out where like the story mode is designed in a way that like the joke was it's made in a way that people that suck at fighting games but are awesome at RPGs and love the Persona games can still fucking play this game and enjoy it. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's got a full story, and it makes the Persona 3 cast fight the Persona 4 cast, and then in Ultimax it adds um, shadows and stuff. I don't know the major differences between um, Arena and Arena Ultimax, but I've heard good things about both of them. And mm-hmm. Kanji has a chair, so it's a cool game in my <laughs> book. I don't know if I mentioned on this, there was a really good throwaway moment in the anime yeah. where uh, they go to the weapon shop and the whole crew's there and Kanji's literally holding up a folding chair, like inspecting it. Yeah. I was like, all right, that was a good moment. Alex, that was you a know good nothing yet, show. so don't worry about it. Yeah. You'll find out soon enough. Soon enough. Very soon, in fact. But that's neither here nor there. But, yeah. That's our transition point to our main topic this week. Evo. Nap Alex, (laughs) as our fighting game expert in residence. Evo 2017. Question mark? It was alright. I mean... Let's we'll start yeah, I, with a, a very obvious question. Did a meta pick win? Um, actually, no. For Marvel, a Chung Li won uh, Marvel 3 this year. So, actually, let me, I think it's partial meta, but let's see. I don't know, yeah. 
Uh, I know he has Chung Lee on his team, so that was kind of interesting here. But uh, let's see. Well, I guess like before we get into that, I guess let's run through the big announcements that came out of it. There's an Evo Japan happening. It'll yes, have a bunch that's of, what's been going on. It'll have, mm -hmm. a, it'll have a bunch of games. It will have ARMS debuting there, which I think has got to be a fucking train wreck. Geese Howard from Fatal Fury is coming to Tekken 7. So that game has officially become like Shitty Fathers the Fighting Game. Uh, some character called Abigail is joining Street Fighter V. It looks uh, like a big, dumb, stupid character. But I assume... It looks super dumb. It looks like... super dumb. Like, he thinks he's a car. If you watch his intro, he thinks he's a car. Yeah. It... And he's got, like, tires all over him. Like, it really, it, like, Quick okay, I give Capcom, I give Capcom a lot of shit because, like, it just really feels like they've kind of fallen off their, their, their throne, so to speak. Bills. But that's a terrible design for a yeah, character. Yeah, I, I saw that, and I'm like, what the, like, is the character going to come out and punch this dumbass? Oh, no, no that... this is the character. Yeah, and it's supposed to be, like, I guess storyline-wise, because it's from the game Fatal Fight, or Final Fight, or whatever. It's supposed to be one of the bosses from the Mad something gang, or whatever. The Mad Gang. I don't know but, Street like, Fighter lore. Yeah, it's supposed to be a, like, clone of Hugo, but it doesn't look like Hugo. It just looks dumb. Yeah. And it's just, uh... It just looks so bad. And, like, that character, by the way, was supposed to be announced in June. Yeah. Like that was supposed to be the June character, and Capcom's just really falling off the wagon. Like, it's... it's, Yeah. Moving it's, on to happier things. Trunks for Dragon Ball Z Fighter got shown off. He's got a sword. Looked okay. Yeah, and actually... Forehand or somebody, some, someone took the clip of him doing his uh, his flash attack, whatever, um, compared to the way he looks in the game, and it's really accurate. Yeah, the way the, he does his hand movements, it's stupid accurate. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jetta from Darkstalkers has joined the Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite Crowd. I don't know who that is. We talked about Blaze Blue cross tag battle. Um, the unannounced Akira game is maybe launching on April Fool's Day, but it's mm -hmm. got fucking Skullomania in it, so who cares? It's got no mm -hmm. name What's yet. Name? It's just called Arika. You should Google Skullomania, Jeff, so you can respond to who Skullomania is. So... It, it was it was a period of time when uh, Street Fighter or Capcom was dabbling in 3D. It was Street Fighter games. EX. Yeah, it was a Street Fighter EX series, and he was only in that game, so it's nice to see him again. Hmm. Skullomania is the best. He's the it's the best version of Skullomania. He's got a scarf. Yep. And I say that's a pretty baller scarf he's got. Yeah, Skullomania is a fucking G. <laughs> People are comparing him to the guy from. Uh... Undertale. I... <laughs> no, no. The Undertale guy gets compared to Skull fucking Omania. I love Skull Omania. Sure. He's cool. He's got air grabs. Mm. Oh, and just for the sake of referencing, yeah. um, the team that won Marvel this year, uh, the guy named Brian LV, his team is Chung Lee, Morgan, Phoenix. Aren't two of those things the meta? Not necessarily meta, but, like, Morgan and Phoenix, not necessarily so much, but I know why they do the Morgan Phoenix setup. Because uh, Morgan has one of her wait, wait, let me guess. she builds up meters. Is it fill the screen with projectiles? No, actually. Uh, for Morgan, her assist 
makes uh, it fills up your special meter. And of course, with Phoenix, the goal is to get five bars. So you can kind of have that flexibility of building five bars and sure. kind of go to town. And then, like his his uh his first character, his point character is Chung Lee. So he builds up meter way faster than his teammate or than his opponent. And so he has the liberty to spend extra meter if he wants to and not have to worry about putting it at risk. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good setup, but it's just funny because Chung Lee, like, never seen a Chung Lee in these, like, anywhere high up in the tournament. And this year it took Evo. The last year that Marvel 3 was going to be at Evo, a Chung Lee took it. Hey. So. But, yeah. No, it's a, just a reference that. And then, of course, I don't know if you saw, but um, for Street Fighter. Uh, besides the terrible announcement for the uh, for Abigail, the giant hulking moron that nobody wants, uh, you have a U.S. player that went up to grand finals. Yeah, it it was cool. The kid kind of fell apart a little bit, but also for an eighteen-year-old, he did damn impressively. I, I oh yeah, he's that kid because I follow the scene like pretty well. That kid has been destroying this whole like Evo season, so to speak. I like to call it. He's been just plowing through people. Yeah. And the thing is, he's kind of like the bad guy, quote-unquote, because he'll, like, he'll teabag, he'll talk a lot Even. of shit. You know, like, he's he's that guy. But, like, he, he can back it up. Yeah, he seemed, and, he seemed like he played good. I, my issue is I always root for two people, or kind of two groups of people. The mm-hmm. unsponsored and the guy playing Zangief whenever it comes to Street Fighter. Like, <laughs> I, it's nothing makes me happier than when a Zangief player makes it that far into the game, because it's like, you know who's fun to watch in this goddamn game? Zangief. Mm. You know who's boring to watch? Everyone but Zangief. Yeah. There's a guy, Inabashi Zangief, a uh, Japanese player, I believe. He was great. He was rocking Zangief, and he did really well, yeah. yeah. There was that great match where he pulled off all the submission moves, and I'm like, you deserve to be here. Partially because you have the stones to wear the bear outfit at Evo, and partially because you're playing Zangief really well. And it's like, nope, it's all submission holds. We're just doing it. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I want from this. Like, this is what I missed. I'm a little salty that KI didn't happen this year. That's the game I always look forward to the most at um, Evo, because every match is kind of a Zangief match, because that game is crazy. But I'm Mm. like, yeah, this will do. This is some good Zangiefing. And then you're on sponsor guy who came in what like fourth or something. Which one? The unsponsored guy who's just like there in a t-shirt. Oh, I don't know. He's there. Also, my favorite words like I'm just really good at this game. And I'm like, yeah, you are, fucker. <laughs> I can't remember who that guy was, but like, I mean, there's there's a couple of highlight characters. Uh, one of the guys people thought would make it pretty far got eliminated pretty pretty early on yeah. by a Ryu. Uh, Smug, he plays Balrog. Didn't make it far. Uh, I don't think uh, is it Justin Wong did make it out of pools, I believe. Justin Wong has made it out of pools in years, though, I don't think. Yeah, he's been kind of, Well, he did take Marvel a few years ago, but... That's different. That's Marvel. Who cares yeah. about that? We've moved on. That. We're talking Street Fighter <laughs> now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Street Fighter was, you know, Street Fighter. It's... I, I don't know. I've kind of... This new Street Fighter has been kind of a hit or miss. Like, this stuff's cool. Like, the Akuma is kind of cool, and... You know, Tokido has been chasing a first place Evo win yeah. for a while, apparently. So it's nice to see him get it. And uh, it's nice to see I th- a thirty I... a thirty something year old win at Evo, where it's like, yeah, you're old, which means you should suck at esports. But kudos. 
Yeah. And, like, here's the thing. Like, this kid, Punk, like, that's and that's his name. I'm not calling him a punk or yeah. anything. Like, he, he is stupid good. Like, tons of Japanese players were saying he's, without a doubt, one of the best players in the world right now for Street Fighter. And he, he put in work. But, like, you know, he, he went all the way to winners. He put Tokido in losers, I believe, and then Tokido came back from losers and took it. Yeah. And so he, I think Tokido just, like, he's a seasoned veteran. Yeah, it, you know. It, it, as much as I hate the commentary that was this year, and we'll get to that in a second, we actually talk about the event at large, they were talking mm. about how Tokido has the experience with being on the main stage. This is Punk's first year, and the kid is 18. Yeah, first year at an Evo, and he makes it to grand finals. And gets on their, the winner's side. And and gets there, like, looking just, like, gets there, like, 3-0, and 3-0, oh, 3-0, and 3-1, oh, 3-0, and 3-0, oh, 3-0. And oh, and oh, and oh. Yeah. Like, just, there's dominating, and then there's what he did, where it's like, damn. Yeah. So, people are, a lot of people are saying they really hope it doesn't really crack him or phase him, because, like, this is a learning experience for the guy. The dude's 18, and he's got nowhere to go from, like, like, nowhere to go but up yeah, at it's... this point. Like, he's just, yeah. Because, like, despite all the shit that people will probably give him, that dude is one of the only U.S. players to ever make it to grand finals, like, in Street Fighter. He was almost the first U.S. player to win Grand Finals, period. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it speaks volumes. Like, he's definitely one of the one of the new uh, gods of U.S. Street Fighter. Uh, shows, we'll see. Like, let's see if he can come back a second year. Because yeah. there have been some amazing runs with no follow-up previous years. Like, uh, the KI guy that had that amazing comeback one year, then came back the next year and wrecked the KI tournament. Like, that's like, okay, yeah, you, yup, cool. <laughs> and then, uh, who else was there? Like, it's it just, he, he, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Sonic Fox, in a way. You know who I'm referring to, Sonic I Fox. I do. Yeah, he reminds me of Sonic Fox. Young kid, you know, and he's just really gifted, you know? And it's just, it'd be nice to see him become the Sonic Fox of Street Fighter, where he becomes just a complete dominating force. Yeah. Which is interesting, though, because Sonic Fox this year, I don't think, won Injustice 2. He got knocked out. So, it's nice considering the dude has won back-to-back NRS game tournaments, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I... So, let's talk about Evo in larger strokes now, because I think someone's got to at this point, because I... I think Evo needs to grow the fuck up a little bit, finally. And I don't mean, like, personality-wise strong... They need better commentators, finally, and they need to start doing stuff like instant replay. Mm. They need to start well, treating this like a more. Like it needs to evolve again. Like no joke, and no joke intended. Like it's the the fact that I'm now capable of putting on a more interactive stream from my apartment than they are, quote professionally capable of doing, is just mm. embarrassing. Like a. I think it was the Smash broadcast for the final started off with their, like, capture device just fucked up. So the screen was split in half or something. Like, weird stuff kept happening. And it was like, oh, I guess this, I guess the thing was wrong with the monitor. It's like, guys, <laughs> this is not a good look. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a guy who, like, uh, was it uh, Team Spooky? That guy. He usually puts on really good professional solid streams. Like, he... And he's, like, a regular guy. He, he works for XSplit now. Yeah. But, like, you know, I don't know who they had running the stream this year, but, yeah, like, that guy's always been solid. The instant replay stuff would be nice, 
I, uh, I don't think I don't it's nice. It's... I think it needs to happen now. Like I think it's one of those things where kind of like even in boxing between rounds, they'll do instant replay of like pivotal moments. Like give a little more space in between in between the matches, and just like really double down on the sport part of esport because maybe talk a fuck ton less during the actual matches because what mm. you're saying doesn't mean shit to 90% of the people out there. We're just kind of watching a cool fight at that point. Like, and mm. if you're saying shit like, oh, it's like, I was in the tournament earlier fighting this kid. It's like, we don't want to know about the fact that you lost. Who cares? You're not on stage. Mm -hmm. Shut up. I mean, in other things too, like League of Legends, a lot of the commentators are high enough that they play against the pros, even though they're not on teams with them, and they'll bring up stuff. No, I, yeah. I, usually they'll at least get, here's what that person said last I talked to them, so they'll give a little idea of what's going on in the player's head at Yeah, least. there's none of that. Like, it's, the issue is a lot, it's, oh, every year it seems like the guys that wind up being commentators are guys that have been to Evo a bunch before and just didn't make it to finals. Like, every goddamn year it feels like, well, who got bumped out and it's not in, it's not in finals that can talk about the game? Okay, yeah, YouTube. Oh, that happens. That happens in every single esport. I mean, no, but like I. That's where the joke. It's not a panel without double lift came from, is because CLG didn't make it to Worlds for years, and I think it was like year four they finally made it. So at the actual like panel, they got one of the uh, like the giant like Fye cutouts of the uh, professional player and yeah. put it up there just oh, no, to and... make, just to poke the joke. Yeah, but he's not getting knocked out three hours before he has to broadcast. <laughs> Oh, that, no. That's what Evo is. That's what the commentary at Evo is every year. Yeah. I believe in um, Magic the Gathering, when they have some of their pro tours, there's a guy named LSV, which is uh, Luis Scott Vargas, I believe, who he has on, like, lots of occasions. He will compete in a tournament, get bumped, and then, like, they just throw him right in the booth. Yeah. That said, he is beloved by the community and is a fantastic commentator. Yeah, I... There's there's a few commentators that are really solid and I really enjoy. I mean, I like a few of the unorthodox. Great, except for the mm. number of times one of them brought up like, "Yeah, I got bumped out of the tournament earlier." Mm hmm. I, I, well, I mean, I don't think these guys are getting paid to do the commentating. So maybe you should pay some people to do the commentating. Possibly. They might do a better job. But I mean, there are a few guys that, are, like I said, I like the unorthodox guys. Well, the who thing are, is, is. When you start paying people, you can start bringing things like with League of Legends, when they put those guys up there to talk about the game, they aren't just saying like, oh, you know a lot about the players. Okay, you go do the talking. It's they have production meetings where they talk about like where they have like a stat, a research team that's going and finding useful statistics and information about these players and what's going on with no, them. And, and like that's what Evo needs now. Like they need yeah. intro videos or something. They need to kind of level up, for lack of a better phrase, unfortunately, the presentation. Because right now, it's only a couple steps up above what we do for live streams, really. And mm -hmm. that that's not cool anymore. Like, back when, back five, six years ago, when it's like, holy shit, Evo's streaming, that's the big deal. But, like, when you have stuff like uh, League of Legends and Dota and CSGO and other tournaments out there that are doing sport event level live streams and you've got Evo which still has this feeling of are they just recording the commentators on a webcam kind of feels like that maybe it, it doesn't look good anymore like it's starting to feel a little dated 
someone needs to have a conversation about whether or not Smash really needs to be part of the final championship day. I don't think you're getting that to change. <laughs> I, uh, uh, at least put that like right after Blaze Blue or something, because maybe the conversation needs to be at some point, maybe Street Fighter shouldn't be the last game we go out on, because the hypest part of that finals was Tekken. <laughs> Some shit went down in that finals. Mm. Like that was the most exciting moment. That was the most exciting part of Sunday for me, where it was like, and it's other stuff like Tekken now has the slow mo mode for last hits that just makes it look cool. Mm. And if you're gonna have some big marquee event, there was some big upsets in that. Like Tekken just looks cooler than Street Fighter right now, for better or worse. Super Mario Wii U looks a little dated on the Super Mario Super Smash Bros. Wii looks a little dated and unless you're into Smash Brothers, those things are boring as hell to watch. And I think having it like right between Tekken and Street Fighter, two events more people are gonna be comfortable watching because they're more straightforward, is a bad scheduling choice. Like maybe that should have been right after uh Marvel vs. Capcom. Like that thing got shoved all the way in the morning for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the FGC is still kind of really starting to get its hand, its foot in the water as far as esports go. Like, yeah, it's it's getting bigger and bigger. Like, and I'm sure it'll go that way. But like, you have, I mean, comparing it to the other esports of esport like events and all that stuff, they've definitely got a long way to go. And they've been around longer, so it's less excusable. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's also kind of weird where you have. Like, Evo is supposed to be the big deal, but then you have as part of the Tekken and the Capcom stuff, like, oh, the Capcom Cup's going on. I'm like, so is Evo not the big deal anymore? Like, is it just the road to the Capcom Cup now? Mm. Well, I mean, Capcom Cup is it, it's Capcom's thing, and it's, even then it's not super professional. If you want to compare it to something that looks like it was pretty well, like, no, but well, my, my point being, like, for a long time, Evo was the big tournament. And now when no, you it have... it still is. But it's not when winning Evo gets you a guaranteed slot in the Tekken Finals, where it's like, wait, wait, so there's a bigger event for Tekken than Evo Grand Finals? There's a bigger event for Street Fighter now than Evo Grand Finals? Mm, I don't think it's a bigger event, but, like, these companies can choose to put on their own... Yeah thing like there's nothing stopping them from doing that so and that may be the case it doesn't change the fact that that's how it came off when they were presenting it as part of evo where it's like oh yeah evo is important but like you win here you get a guaranteed slot for tekken 7 or capcom cup and it's like wait so are you downplaying your importance now or are you still the most important thing i don't know it still is like a lot of the season stuff is based around evo like as far as fg season stuff goes it's like oh well like, that's the end of that, as far as the season goes. Sure. So. No, but right, they need to start acting like they're the most important event again. Like, it's they've lost that swagger that made Evo Evo. Mm, I don't know. I think maybe it's just looking into it a little harder than that is. Because, I mean, like I said, if tomorrow, I mean, I guess it's, like, if, uh, what would be a good example for it? Like, if tomorrow Valve specifically started putting together, uh, CSGO tournaments, like, that theirs is the number one always forever. Like, you know, and they said, you know, if you win other tournaments that other people put on, it gives you a chance to enter our tournament. I don't think it would take away at all from all those other tournaments being, like, 
that have been around for a while, like DreamHack or anything like that. Like, I wouldn't take away from it. I think it does, because you've now taken it from being the biggest... I, I think it's it's not a bad thing. I think they can totally coexist. I'm simply saying, like, Evo's, like, Evo's relegating itself to being less important when they start acting like the Tekken Cup or the Capcom Cup are bigger than they are. Like, And they, they, they may have better prize pools, I don't fully know, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. But when you spend all your time talking about how, like, the big deal of winning Tekken 7 at Evo is you get to go to the Tekken Championship guaranteed, then it's like, so Evo's just a step stone. And it shouldn't be. It's Evo. It should be the big show. And But see, here's the thing, though. What's stopping, from, what's stopping the game company from being, you know what, our tournament's bigger, and if you don't say so, we're going to just put copyrights on any time you broadcast our shit, and you can't. You know, you won't be able to do it. Effectively ruining the event altogether. You mean like Nintendo's they've always been at the mercy. Years? Yes, they've always been at the mercy of the game company, so to speak. Yeah, and I think so, it's one of those things were kind of like that's a suicide move. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, I don't think it take a, takes away from it. I think it's just a matter of perspective on that no, one. No, I, I think my my point is this: it's one of those things where kind of like it's if Evo's no longer presenting itself as the big thing, it needs to grow. It it, it needs to level up it needs to grow it needs to evolve it needs to do more than just feel like it's a bunch of sweaty gamers in a hotel ballroom playing fighting games like it needs to develop a sense of showmanship it needs to have a personality where it's like yeah it's fucking evo man but like it's it, that still is i've never gotten from anybody like any anytime i've heard about evo or, or stuff going on with it i've never heard people say something like oh well yeah, Evo was came and gone. It's great, but man, that Capcom Cup though, like yeah, I, that's the thing. I, like, it's, and at the end, Capcom Cup is an invitational. Yeah, I, that's, Evo is open to everyone. I, I know that. I, I, this year felt wimpy in that regard because they kept talking about how there was other stuff happening after Evo, I guess. And like, it's been the same level of presentation for a couple years now. Like, yeah, they're in the Mandalay Ballroom for Sunday now, which is great. But it's now okay. You're in there now. Bigger. Do something bigger. Like, the, the projecting on the ground is cool, but, like, you guys need to start stepping it up a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll agree to disagree on that one, because I still think Evo is its own thing in its own right, for sure. But, you know... And if it wants to maintain that, it needs to start doing more than just what it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because that's the, the, uh, the one that was put together, I think, by CBS or some other TV show... It was an invitational, but man, was the production value really yeah, good I, in that one. I, I think that's what separates the FGC from kind of every other eSport is, and maybe they're resistant to production value, maybe they don't quite have as much draw as they need to, but that's what's missing at this point. Like, it's the, well, unlike every other video game, fighting games make sense to almost everyone, and you can only sell it if it looks as good as the other stuff out there. Well, it was it was like it was that for uh, for for Street Fighter. They did a Street Fighter Invitational, I think, on TBS. Yeah, and that was really well done. Um, but like, I don't know. Um, these guys have been around for a long time, and they've kind of really controlled their uh, their thing. I think they're just kind of stubborn to change. And unfortunately, if they don't, you know, like you were saying, if they don't evolve, it's gonna it definitely will stagnate. But just, you know, to flat out say that Evo's lost its huge hype, I think is kind of a, a cruel analysis on that. Maybe the this Evo sucked compared to the hype from other years, and that I can agree with. Like, I, maybe I, I it think it's just a slow degradation. Like, last year's Evo, 
had hype moments, but it was deflating. And the year before that also had deflating moments. Like Street Fighter V being bad last year was a major blow. And it was better this year, but I'm not saying like Street Fighter V was not the best event at Evo. None of the Smash tournaments were the best events at Evo. Like Dragon Ball Z, Marvel vs. Capcom, or Tekken 7 were the best things at Evo. Like Blaze Blue is too, what the fuck's going on? King of Fighters was solid too, but like those weren't the big showcase things. Those were things pushed further on in the day. Because it, in someone's mind, they're not important, but those were the big events. And, like, when your Street Fighter V was great. But it was still like, yeah, this is better than last year, I guess, but still. Like, they had characters. They could have done some stuff. There were some cool plays. They'd just been able to, like, rewind the tape for a second in between matches and been like, okay, this is an important moment or something. Like... Just being able to replay that one taunt kill that guy pulled on Punk would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Because the moments are there, they're just not capable of capitalizing on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> I... I don't know, like, I, I love Evo. I look forward to it every year, but the fact that we both, like, collectively forgot it was happening is telling. Oh, yeah, that. You, you were talking about how God hasn't lost its hype. I used to know, like, two months in advance, like, okay, this fucking Evo weekend, we're doing shit. Like, I forgot Evo was happening for a chunk of the weekend where, like, something was like, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, Evo's happening. I should watch that. King of Fighters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's it's not, like, in danger yet, but the fact that, like, two people that, in theory, talk about video games and care about Evo forgot Evo was happening until kind of the last minute is more telling than maybe both want to admit it is. Mm, I don't know. I, I, I mean, sure, I happened on, like, forget that it was coming up immediately, but I knew it was coming soon. Like, I didn't flat out think it wasn't happening at all. I was in Vegas, and there were signs for it, and I saw them like, oh, shit, Evo, and I still forgot it was happening. <laughs> yeah. I am tapped out on Evo. Do you have anything more intelligent to say? Nah, I think I'm tapped out on Evo as well. Jeff? Uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I suppose it's time for us to move on to our final thing, which is listener mail. Ooh. Now, Jeff, if someone wanted to contact us, how would they go about doing that so they get their email read, they get their message read on the air? Well, first you need to get yourself a whole bunch of cables. I'm talking XLR, quarter-inch, USB, friggin' mini-USB, micro-USB, Apple, FireWire, especially FireWire. Extra FireWire. Um, Yep, that three-pronged electrical one, um, DMX cable, like, you, a whole bunch of them. Wait, hang up. And then you basically, mean stage pin? Sta- or that, too. Edison, anything you can get. Okay. European, we, we don't judge. You can get any, you know, other country ones. 
And then what you're going to do is you're going to bundle them up absolutely colossally on a huge amount of space of like, like a massive like multi-hundred acre field. And then what you're going to do from there is eventually someone in a plane will be able to see this. Because um, you're going to have to use these cables to make a fuck massive uh, construct and basically build out letters and words into the letter that you want to be read on this podcast. And then a pilot flying above might see this, take a picture of it, and then it'll make its way through Reddit, and then that might reach Charlie. Or more simply, you can reach us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email, Alex? Uh, I think it was something along the lines of wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spelled as it sounds, down in the show notes, etc., etc. Things I say every week and forget somehow. This week. <laughs> well, we got two this week. Um, we got one Ooh. that's kind of addressed directly to me, so we'll do that one first. Uh, dear Charlie, because the rest of the Wicked... Uh, sorry. Dear Charlie, because the rest of the Wicked Awesome cast won't care about this. The Destiny 2 beta came out the day before you record the pod- this podcast. How many hours since it's released have you played? Like, <laughs> three ops. I, there's not much in the beta to play. Like, I, at the same time, like, I screwed around a bunch trying to find some stuff. I, I'll probably play a little bit more. Like, there's a thing the weekend after we record this I'm going to go check out. Like, it's really hard to undersell or to emphasize how little there is. Like, I did everything there is to do in that beta in the live stream an hour and a half or so. There is not much in the best way possible. So, yeah, like two or three hours tops. Thank you, Josh. But the more, Thanks, Josh. Yeah, the more important piece of email. Hey, Wicked Awesome Cast. It was fun hearing all the useful and at times useless concert going advice last week, but I was struck mm-hmm. by a comment Charlie made. He was very specific. He specifically said, don't smoke in the pit. And I was unsure if this was referencing that if this was a reference to something or a piece of advice that should be taken at face value. Either way, I suspect there's some kind of story behind it and want to know why all of, of all the things to not to do, that's it. Also, Jeff mentioned the concept of seeing bands before they die. Have there been bands you guys miss, have missed seeing out of because they disbanded or literally died? Hey, Charlie here with kind of an editor's note podcast so for those who follow the podcast uh, you should know by now that you record the podcast on wednesday and put it up five days later after the weekend on monday it's super stupid early in the morning for east coast u.s time so this podcast was recorded quite literally 12 hours give or take probably some time before chester bennington's suicide was announced and we're now about to talk about lincoln park as though all members of that band are alive and well, and uh, not unfortunately, but kind of in a weird twist, in the context of bands we'd like to see before they disband or their band members start dying. Uh, so, yeah, you've been warned. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, or, I'll do the smoking or, one. Let's, let's go through this one in order. Yeah, yeah that was a multi-part. So the don't smoke in the pit thing is from back when I went to lots of punk shows and you were allowed to smoke inside concert venues, there'd always be one asshole with a lit cigarette in the pit. And if you were moshing, you would inevitably wind up with that thing like in your arm or on the back of your neck or in your hair or some shit like that. And that shit hurts. Like, or worse, the guy would be lighting up and you'd get your hand or elbow in the fire of the lighter. And 
That also was not pleasant. And then you smelled like burning hair. Hmm. I. It's a thing that happens at bunches of outdoor concerts where, like, some dude will be smoking and, like, you're just an asshole now. Congratulations, dude. All right. Yeah, nothing more to it than that, really. Yeah. Uh, the... Yeah. Lots of moving people, I guess, in a lit cherry don't really blend. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's just a consideration thing. Like, it's like, I-, I would say the same thing for, like, don't run a taser while moshing or something. Like, <laughs> maybe don't have dreadlocks in mosh because you might, like, just bitch slap someone by accident with them or something like that. Like, Also, keep your elbows down while moshing. Yeah, if you're of the taller variety... Remember, not everyone's as tall as you, and, like, your natural elbow height might be in their face. Or in my case, throat. Yeah. Like, dumb stuff. Like, if you're a sweaty dude, don't rest on people. Mm. Don't take off your shirt. We don't want to see that. Just little stuff like that. Like, it all gets encapsulated with don't smoke in the pit for me, because, like, that's the most egregious offense you can make because it's like it, you're being an asshole on so many levels at that point. Mm-hmm. Also, inevitably, if you bump into that person, they drop their cigarette, they'll be like, hey, I was yeah, smoking here. Um, but I guess, do you want to move on to the question? Yeah, of bands the that you... bands that died one, the obvious one for me is Motorhead. Say Ooh. I I did get to see Motorhead before they uh before Lemmy moved on. Um what? I think I've mentioned once or twice I've had like terrible luck with band or I saw Motorhead and Lemmy died, I saw Slayer and Jeff Henneman died, I saw Slipknot and Paul Gray died. Like I'm bad luck for bands. If you're a band Jeff likes, don't announce a concert near him. Yeah. Stop stop watching shows. Why are you killing people, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. Well, I mean, why? Shouldn't you be concerned with how, Mr. Holmes? No, I'm not concerned with uh, how at all. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, said, there was a friend who suggested I go to a Justin Bieber show to try it out. I, I will pay for that if that can achieve that goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, bands I didn't get to see, so... The lead singer of Snot died before I could see that band. The lead singer of Nothing Face passed away recently, and I really wish I could have gotten to see them, but that would have been a fever dream because they disbanded a while back. Uh, the Dreadnoughts will never come around because they disbanded. Um, and then kind of those bands that I mentioned before, I'll never get to really see again. Like, there's never going to be a time where I get to go just see Motorhead again. Um, Slipknot's never going to be the same. Slayer... Slayer's probably going to be pretty okay be with fine. Uh, the new person, yeah. but it still won't be the same as having Jeff Henneman. Um, trying to think. Those were kind of like the big ones, though. Was, um, I always wanted to see Nothing Face, and that'll never happen. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to see the Dreadnoughts, and that'll never happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's definitely Motorhead, because I live in L.A., and they kept doing small concerts, and I kept not going because... There was always another opportunity to see Motorhead, and then Lemmy died, and it was like, oh, shit, whoops. Yeah. And then there's also some moments of, like, I do really like the band Linkin Park, 
I like their first two albums, and they have single-handedly... I mean, I'm sure Charlie can sneak in a quick comment here about how they never had a career and they were never good. I've but seen them in concert. They... Oh, you have? Yeah, I... I was dating someone at one point that she got tickets to some, like, weird emo concert, and them, My Chemical Romance, and a bunch of other bands I have come to despise were there, but I have seen Lincoln Park <laughs> in concert. Yeah. But I was oh, to be say, young like, again. What has become of their show since then is such a muckled, shadowy shell of what they used to be. Yeah. Like, I remember watching a YouTube concert where, like, in their recent one, they played, I think two or three total songs off of hybrid theory and like two more off of meteor and then everything else was off their other albums i'm like i don't like this music <laughs> like it, in addition like you sometimes have to live with the additional thing of like the bands you like will maybe produce a shit tier album yeah in worst case it'll get more popular than the stuff you like and they'll play more of it and you'll never be able to see the songs you wanted to see yeah um so that that's the other risky run. I don't think there's ever been a time that I actually like I've had some near misses with bands that like uh I had the opportunity to go to a show, I bypassed it and then like the potential to ever go again disappeared after that. Uh so I actually the... I got one of those actually that I think about it. Yeah. Um so it was one of the. It was like one of the last tours Guar. It, it was the last tour Guar did before. Um, God, what's Dave the, Rocky? He overdosed, and it was one of the last concerts on that tour. And uh, this is before me and Jen were dating. We were concert buddies at that point, so we had tickets to go. And I was feeling kind of like not sick, but a little like ah, fuck it. Like Guar will be through again. I've already seen them once, and no, I should have gone to that show. Mm-hmm. The closest I had was, I know I always come back to this one icon for hire show, but I did have the opportunity to go see them like last year. And in hindsight, I kind of had a moment of, they could have bankrupted and just like yeah. fallen into obscurity as a band. They are not popular enough to be like super sustainable. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of having a similar moment with one eyed doll. Next time they come through, I've got to go. Well, see like them. Um, Lamb of God almost stopped existing because of that whole uh, legal case. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's totally true. I totally went and saw Randy or Pay Randy Bly's bail tour. Yeah, wasn't called that, but that's what it was. I got it. Pay right. Randy Bly's legal fees tour. I got to see them right after that. Yeah, I see Lama got on that one. Um, Let's see, I'll never get to see Mudvayne. Um, though I can live without. I was seeing gonna say, Mudvayne, is that a good thing or a band, bad thing? Yeah. Um. Uh, like this one's gonna sound dumb, but none of us will ever get to see Pantera. Yeah. Um, like for reference, I'm see, uh, there's um, I, think I talked about this last week. I bought tickets to the Ozfest meets Notfest thing this weekend, not because I want to see Ozzy Osbourne, but because um, Prophets of Rage, the kind of reformation of Rage Against the Machine, is playing at Ozfest, and I kind of want to see them again because I miss seeing Rage Against the Machine when I was growing mm. up, and like. I'm only going. I, I will probably skip all of Knotfest except the end, which is Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson, two bands I don't really want to see but feel obligated to. Where it's like, nah, it's like, if you're gonna see either of those bands, you want them together because that's gonna be the show you want. 
Mm -hmm. I'm amazed they're talking to each other I, again. <laughs> it's it was one of those ones where I'm like, oh ha ha, not fest. Headlined by Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson. Oh, that could be a show worth seeing. Yeah, that'll be a spectacle. Yeah. Oh no, at that damn. And you might even get to see Werewolf Women of the SS live. I we can only hope. Yeah, like that show opens at eleven. I will be getting there at like seven p.m. Being like, yeah, I missed all the other shitty bands. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Fuck this yep. music festival. Hmm. No, but like it's it. I have a checklist that I'm rapidly running out of bands that are still around. Like Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson are left on are, the, are a few of those stragglers on the list, where they're not like my favorite bands. Good. But I'm like, I I, I want to see them because yeah. I've heard things. Like I'm gonna need to go and see uh, Iron Maiden before they reach too much tenure. That band has made me hate the band Ghost. I don't know the band Ghost. Uh, it's the weird uh, Pope dude with the demon guys. I, it's Oh, Ghost BC? Yeah, Ghost BC. I know someone who really likes them. He tried to get me into them, and I just it just doesn't yeah, quite I, jive. With I don't me. like them either, but I know some people that went to the Iron Maiden concert we had out here because Ghost BC was seeing it, and like in one sentence, we're like, fucking yeah, Ghost BC, and... Who's, who are these Iron Maiden guys? I'm like, you must die. <laughs> You're not worthy. Only thing stopping me from going to that show is I'll be driving to see Romstein. You fools. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, it's... They... Or go for it. I, yeah, as I said, you got any ones you um, have a list of, Let's Alex? You could also go with things that are outside of concerts. Like, I don't know if there was, like, I don't know, like an eSports thing or something that could have come through L.A. when it was still tiny and your mom didn't let you go because it was sketchy and on a weeknight. <laughs> I want to go to Evo at some point. Like, that's on my bucket list. I want to go once. Yeah, I'd like to go to Evo once. Um, hmm. So, the one that I think I wanted to go see, and it was a couple years ago, um, they were going to do a ditch day because they were going to do a protest for the Democratic National Convention years ago in Los Angeles. And I was like, I don't really feel like going to a protest or whatever. Like, I it was during my anarchy phase of a kid or whatever in high school. And it turns, out Rage, <laughs> and it turns out Rage Against the Machine played a free concert. Yeah. I, so I missed out on that. So Alex, but, uh, there's a chance I may have an extra ticket to go see Prophets of Rage. Would you oh, be I've already... I've already seen Rage Against the Machine, though. Did I ever tell you that story? I almost no. died that day. No. Tell this story. Oh. oh, very briefly, I'll tell you guys the story. So, um, there was a concert series called Rock the Bells, which yes. is in San Francisco, and Rage Against the Machine had just gotten back together for that concert. And I was like, "Where it's going to happen, we're going. I got tickets. Uh, my cousins and my friends and I all drove to San Francisco that day, watched the concert, and so... I was pushing my way up closer and closer to the front, you know, of the of the crowd, and then like I got really thirsty and I got really tired because people around me were so much taller and I could not breathe fresh air. It just felt really suffocating. And that's when I learned, you know, when you guys were giving the advice yesterday of like when you're gonna move out of a crowd, don't run directly behind like against it, because you're never gonna get out. So yeah, I almost tripped and fell over actually. Inside that crowd. You would have probably died. Yep. So, luckily, just before I actually fell, my buddy, who's like six foot three, 
or whatever grabs me and he kind of walks me sideways towards the like I guess they had blocked off a middle walkway area and so he picks, takes me there and he starts to put me over the fence the security guys come over to help me over the fence and I guess halfway through it they let me go and my body kind of just hit the halfway part of that post and so my body kind of just bent a certain way it wasn't supposed to bend Ugh. and then I hit the floor uh, but it wasn't all that bad because it turns out the medical tent was side stage of the concert, so I watched the rest of it from side <laughs> stage. Wow. Life yeah. hack. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I got to see Rage. Uh, hmm. Bands I would really want to see. Or not even just bands. There's one I wish I could have gone to go see, but I guess I missed out. I wish I could have seen George Carlin perform live. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, 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 I'm not a big concert guy to be honest with you. Like I've, I've watched a couple here and there, but like I would love to watch, uh, like I, I definitely will at some point. I'd love to watch a concert with a, uh, was it not a concert, but like a, a the thing with um, Penn and Teller, which I know they do their thing anyway. Oh yeah, the thing in and, Vegas. Yeah, and then um, the amazing Jonathan, another magician comedian guy. What about Carrot Top. Yeah. Carrot Top? Eh. <laughs> but yeah. I, so. guess, I could see Alex being into props. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's no. what your comedy routine already is with the romp him and yeah. the exactly. Yeah. Bad puns. That's true, I guess. But yeah, I would I would definitely say more like comedy acts. I yeah, would I, see. Yeah. That's fair. That's my cup of tea. So, yeah. Carlin is definitely a regret. So, I don't think I have any other actual ones as far as shows go. No, like in I dumber things, like I, I I got to scratch E3 off my list a couple years ago, which was really cool. Like, Comic-Con's still on that list, but it's also fading off that list of its own accord. Like, yeah, I, Comic-Con is not what it used to be. No. And, I, and it sounds hipster as fuck to say that, well, but, like, it no, really I've, is. Dude, I have a girlfriend who used to work that thing professionally because she worked in the comic book industry. And she's uh-huh. like, you can go. I'm never fucking going back to that ever again. Like, there's yeah. nothing but bad memories there. Yeah. So, no. Nah. I, I can live without having to go. I, I might go back again one day just for taking Mandy there once. But that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I would like to do a PAX. A PAX and then maybe a... Uh... There might be some talks within SWS to try and go to PAX this year. Ooh, see, PAX, I'd be down to do. Yeah, it's something I've floated around a couple years in a row now. Mm-hmm. I would say PAX, and then what's the one in Germany? Uh, oh, um, Game Fest or something? Yeah, the Game something. Uh, Eurogamer. No. No, that's a magazine. Gamescom. Gamescom, that's what it yeah, is. Tokyo yeah, Tokyo Game Show would be cool to go to in that same vein. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would be open more to the game show stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, I've already done that. I'll do Evo. What about a uh, concert love... at a game show? Well, I've done that with BlizzCon. Yeah. What about yeah, a good I, I... concert at a non-specifically branded convention? Uh, I've seen... There are some pretty good people I've seen because of BlizzCon. I got to see Ozzy Osbourne. Uh <laughs> Was it? Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne, Elite Foo Torn Fighters, Tenacious D. Uh, I forgot who else played, but 
I don't think I think one year Metallica went. I'm not sure. Uh yeah, that was two years ago because I worked that concert. Oh so, yeah, well. no, Metallica definitely played BlizzCon. Yeah, I don't think I saw that one then, but I I I, I, was, I saw Tenacious D, Foo Fighters, Ozzy Osbourne, like, I yeah, I've seen a few of those. I have to say, I really did feel bad for Ozzy Osbourne because he's trying to get them hyped up, and gamers are not the hype up no. crowd unless you're. Like, especially for concerts, like... Get off the stage, old man! <laughs> so... Say, when are they having uh, Cannibal Corpse on since, uh, what is it, George Fisher has a horde tattoo on his arm? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Think I broke Charlie. Yeah, yeah Charlie's dead. Uh, He's I would no love longer see, with us. <laughs> I would love to see Cannibal Corpse at BlizzCon. That would be terrible. I would be so happy if he was wearing a Death Talk t-shirt again, just because yeah. it's Nathan Explosion wearing a Nathan Explosion shirt. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Well, uh, any more we want to talk about before we close this one up? I'm missing Death Clock. Does that count? Oh, God. Shit, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I miss Death Clock and Mastodon. Fuck me. That's Mastodon. They'll be around forever. But well, that's Death when they, they were around, but Death Clock was the thing that went. Because you can't really see Death Clock anymore. No, no, you can't. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, God. Right in the... Ow. Fuck. Right in the feels? <laughs> yeah. Damn, I wish I got to go see that show. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kaylee, for writing in. I don't think we have anything more to add to this. That went more than I thought it would, yeah. in all honesty. Who was that? Kaylee. Kaylee. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But that brings us to the end of our show. All um, right. It, all right. High fives all around. Good work, guys. We did it, boys. <laughs> Got to close it out still, guys. Don't get excited. Still, Things can go epically right or wrong still. Oh, we, we could fuck that up. We yep. have and we will. <laughs> don't challenge us to botch the ending of a podcast. You don't know us. <laughs> I feel like I do. Yeah, you, you kind of <laughs> do, actually. That's, uh, that's a problem. Uh, yes, as you may have noticed, content is back on the channel. That will continue. Ooh. Videos Ooh. and stuff. Um... Yeah. So an episode nine goes up the day after this podcast is recorded because I'm totally not creepishly watching for that's release. Yep. Um, even though I already have access to it. I apologize <laughs> for the break in video content. Stuff happened that made it hard to make videos. Thank you for your patience. Uh, they're back. Go watch. I'll try and keep it consistent for the foreseeable future. My work schedule is going to suck for the next couple weeks, so we'll see how that screws everything up again for us. But yeah. Um, there'll be Destiny 2 stuff of some kind. There's already the live stream up there. Me and Alex may try and do something. I'm not sure what there is to do, because there's not much to do, really. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Um. Party? Woohoo! Yeah, uh, things that are on the table still, there's a decent chance. Keep an eye out for a, um... Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light live stream at some point in the near future. Those will be a Charlie Marathons X kind of style thing. Um, I may also do that to Wolfenstein the New Order because 
That game's also awesome, but there's only so many weekends left between now and when Destiny 2 actually comes out, and I think we all know what's going to happen when Destiny 2 comes out. Yep. Play through Persona 5? Yep, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> While I'm playing Destiny 2. Yeah, New Game Plus, right? Yep. On very easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, details on Blood Drunk forthcoming. I need to talk to Alex about when we're actually going to do that. We are actually going to do that. <sighs> um, the herald for it will be that something called Blood Drunk Zero will go up. Once that <laughs> goes up, assume uh, Blood Drunk will follow uh, Blood Drunk Live. Will follow shortly. You up to anything, uh, Alex? Uh, no, other than, you know, you can catch me on all my channels, Mave Online, everything. Uh, streaming some PUBG occasionally and whatnot, some WoW. Maybe the occasional weird game here and there, but yeah, yeah that's pretty much it. You can find me on all my social medias the same way, Mave Online, uh, Twitch, Mixer, uh, YouTube Gaming, just look up Mave Online. I think we have it set up. You also get auto-hosted on our stuff if you can't find them for some dumb reason. Oh, I, yeah, I think I do. Actually, I've seen it before. Yeah, I, I checked the other day. It seemed to be working again. Mm -hmm. wasn't working for a little while. That's just the Twitch, though. There's no way to auto-host on YouTube, sadly. Yeah, nah, no worries. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> you got anything, Jeff? Nope, I'm good. So who wants to close it out for us this week? Do it, Alex. Metal.